1971, William Friedkin directed The French Connection. It received five Academy Awards, including Best Picture of the Year. In 1974, he directed The Exorcist. It made history. Since then, Friedkin has spent over two years in five countries on three continents, creating his latest film, an unusual adventure into the realm of suspense. future, trapped in a life that was also a death. Four men take an incredible chance, face an impossible challenge, and risk the only thing they have left to lose. Roy Scheider, in a new film by William Friedkin. Sorcerer, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. And all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. I'm saying, hey, it's not gonna happen. I don't have any performances. The script doesn't make sense. I have no ending. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a voice crying out saying please it's not working somebody get me off this and nobody listens to me everyone says yes well francis works best in a crisis i'm saying this is one crisis i'm not going to pull myself out of i'm making a bad movie so why should i go ahead i'd rather i'm going to be bankrupt anyway Welcome to Prattle World, I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Backstage Past, where we explore the detailed history of entertainment's most troubled productions. And this is a very special podcast. You could say, magical Oh. oh, we are working some magic. So for the first time in the flesh, I have I Am Jack's Musings in the Secret Boar's headquarters face-to-face. I can smell him. I can smell that, that handsome musk he has. That. I was about to say that indicates negativity but you know no no it's handsome musk it's it's, a good it's a good smell it's uh it's it's raw it's manly it's masculine uh much like this film uh, that we're going to be talking about today but luckily uh he's come he's been through his all his his own trauma today his own his own (laughs) physical strain he's he's fought fate uh, the, all the fates have been against him, but he's he's suffered, he's persevered. Threat of lightning strike, even. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I was just talking about staying with me, um, <laughs> you know, let alone all the tough mudder stuff you've been doing. Uh, but we are here. Welcome. Uh, is this exactly what you dreamed about? Should you meet your heroes? I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you when I meet one. <laughs> 
fair point. No, fair it's point. been wonderful, and I appreciate your hospitality. Oh. And yeah, it's really nice getting to bridge the gap between you know we started off as Twitter friends, then yeah. we were podcast friends, mm. and now we are. IRL friends. So yeah, absolutely. In real life, well and truly friends forever, BFFFs, um, of of however long that is. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but yeah. Forever kind of denotes it might be a while. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Don't you know, you you're on you're on thin ice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, thank or, you again. Or for... a wobbly suspension bridge, Oh, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> so well, last one was Cannibal Holocaust, which was uh, uh a ride to, yeah. s- to say the least yeah. um don't tell megan what it's about ever sure. uh, megan we'll gritty who yeah who will be on the podcast again who has been on the podcast and has suffered through her own trauma <laughs> in that own podcast <laughs> thanks to mike uh go see our visitor q podcast it's uh it's a wild time uh and yes and yet another wild time this year on a a, a, a time of wild times uh we're gonna look at william friedkin's mm. sorcerer from 1977 and we're gonna talk about the troubles and travails that he went to to bring his his version of this to mm. the big screen. So, Jack, uh, we're not going to talk about the film just yet and our opinions on the sure. film because we want to talk about the production itself. Mm-hmm. So um, so you suggested this, mm. I uh, and I went, absolutely, let's do this. Why don't you tell people, because it's not a well-known film no. for, for, for obvious reasons, mm. which we'll get into, but uh, what is it about? And uh, and then we'll go into the kind of pre-production, then we'll flow into the production, post-production, and then we'll talk about the reactions to the film mm. and kind of our thoughts at that point. But we'll probably have been over kind of our thoughts and feelings anyway. As we but go, we'll, yeah. But we'll uh, we'll finalise that at the end. And we do have a listener comment as well, which I will I will include at the end. Fantastic. But yes, tell us a little bit about 1977's Sorcerer. Well, I guess where to start is, as your listeners will know from the intro. It's coming at the tail end of a wonderful run for Freakin. Not that you'd know it, because mm. as you said, many people may not have seen this movie or even heard of it. I mean, to be honest, it wasn't on my uh, radar until a couple of years ago. Mm. I'd heard, I'd heard about it, but I hadn't gone up my way to see it. I think I'd heard it was not very good, and it wasn't well received at the time, and it went over budget. And I know we're going to get into all of that, but it was a film I hadn't even contemplated bothering to watch until I watched it. And I thought, shit, what have I been doing? I've been missing out. <laughs> this film is fucking amazing. And actually, of the three, of Freakin's run, of The French Connection and Exorcist and then Sorcerer, I'd probably pick this as my favourite mm. of the three of them. I know that's not keeping my powder dry. I know that's, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right. We're not here Can- to- this is cancelled. Yeah. Start again. Start again. We're not really here to discuss no. our views that much, as you said, anyway. We're here to discuss how this eventually got to the screens and how it's become now a cult classic how it's been reappraised over the years and how mm. people come to come to see it as fitting within freaking's wonderful filmography I I, uh, I I have this very similar experience with myself I saw it a few years ago I think I want to say like 2018 2019 mm. probably um, and yeah I, I had a similar experience to yourself it was kind of a kind of people were talking about it again. It was doing the rounds. There was screenings. There was DVDs and Blu-rays. There was some other stuff going on about it. 
and and I kind of discovered it through that, and I was like, mm. sounds sounds interesting. Um, and this this was we've we've spoken about the kind of the end of the auteur before when we mm. did mm. 1941 with Steven Spielberg, like these big budget films, and these directors are given absolute free reign, and they're doing exactly what they want, and they're like picking the the moments, and they're spending all of the money, and the studios are like, this better be good, because yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money, and like this one as well, yeah got so expensive that one studio was like we, we can't do this we can't we can't hack this we can't spend this much money on one production so like this is like nowadays people studios buying out other studios yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was universal and paramount came together to co-finance this film mm. because the budget just got out of out of control yeah, and again, this was only going to be an in-between movie for free. <laughs> yeah, this was this was like he's like, oh, I've done my big ones. I'll just do something a little small. Yeah, two point five million, I think he initially said, and then he went, no, this is going to be my my opus, mm. my grand opus, and uh, and then it ballooned and ballooned and ballooned, and that's when the the price and uh, like because he wanted to do a film called Devil's Triangle. Yes, which was something about the Bermuda Triangle, and apparently never did it because mm. it had a lot to do, or a lot in common with Close Encounters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it most likely would have featured aliens. I'm His guessing. Thunder may have been stolen. There. Might be. Might be. <laughs> maybe. But uh, but yeah. Um, obviously, we it's William Freakin, like you said, and we have Roy Scheider in the role, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. worked with him before in French Connection. Uh, coming off of Jaws, obviously yep. very popular for Universal. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't always meant to be Scheider, was it? It was. No. There was a lot of other people that were uh, that were that were chosen. So. Um, uh, why, don't, why don't we talk about the casting first, and we'll get a bit more into that. So Go for it. He wanted Steve McQueen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wanted Steve McQueen. He said he t- he spoke about Steve McQueen being a star, having the face, and just everything mm. he wanted. He mm. wanted this to be the representation of his film. And I can I can actually picture Steve McQueen in this film. Like I could see it, him sweating, him like mm. being tense and furrowing his brow and everything. But uh, basically. Steve McQueen had just married Ali McGraw, mm-hmm, who he'd mm-hmm. met on Sam Peckinpah's The Getaway. Um, so he's like, movie. great movie. Sam Peckinpah is one of my favorite directors, and I have to do a podcast on him on at some point. Mm-hmm. So uh, one day we will definitely do that, which is interesting because the right of the Wild Bunch wrote this film. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> what a tangled web we weave. trying to tell me Hollywood and filmmaking is somewhat incestuous now. No, Abs- absolutely. Lots of nepotism yeah. too. Uh, loads no. of it. Uh, speaking of nepotism, uh, Ali McGraw, he just married, married Ali McGraw. Steve McQueen said it was the best script he'd ever read. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is the best script. I want to do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Friedkin traveled around the world. Uh, like Again, you've heard this in the trailer just earlier. Three different continents, five mm-hmm. different countries. He, he picked and chosen all the places he wants to go to. And he's like, right, all set. Come on, Steve, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. He goes, yeah, I just got married. So uh, <laughs> uh, can we can we maybe write in a part for Ali, who is you know yeah. an actress as well? And he goes, well, no, there's no parts for a woman. It's not that story. There is a small part for a French woman at the start of the film. Yeah. But then there's no female um, characters. One female character in the Dominican Republic. Yes, yeah, but. true. But there's nothing substantial that, no, that no, Ali no, no. McGraw would fit in and they'd have to kind of crowbar a part in mm-hmm. for her. So he went, okay, no part, but why don't we make her um, executive producer? Mm-hmm. And well, fair enough. Like the the And he went, Freakin went, no, I don't believe in that title. It's a bullshit title. Sure. I'm not doing it. She's not going to do anything. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. And okay, and then Steve went, 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What about if we did it in America? What if we did it in America? And he went, at this point, Freakin went, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's interesting what you say. I mean, totally fair. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, you're trying to change my movie under Mm. my feet. McQueen obviously has a face and he has great presence and he's really good at what he was really good at Mm. what he did. Mm. This is one of those like kismet moments, I Mm. think, where like this film wouldn't have been nowhere near as good with him in the role. I think it would have been McQueen's movie. It would have been McQueen's star vehicle. It would have been a Mm. film about steve mcqueen you get schneider who okay yeah you're right he's coming off jaws he's a big Mm. actor in terms of box office success but he's not a name he's not really a face he's more of an everyman he's more Mm. of a i i will guess i would almost consider him a character actor Mm. he's a lead Mm. but he has the range of a character actor. he has the Mm. the face of a character he's not a classic steve mcqueen good looking guy Mm. so i think actually what you get is a character you can what's that phrase they say like you know you put yourself into like when they're an everyman like you yeah you you can see yourself in the decisions they're making kind of like a tabula rasa kind of blank slate yeah yeah mcqueen entry point character yeah i guess you're right there is there is that but then freaking said about Scheider, he, he wasn't his first choice. Mm. Um, Scheider was not happy with Freakin because mm. he wanted to play mm. the priest in The Exorcist. Exorcist yeah. And the studio pushed against that and and Freakin didn't kind of back him up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he went, all right, well, forget you then. Obviously, coming off of Jaws, um, they also asked Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. They also asked Gene Hackman. Both wouldn't leave the US. So yeah, slowly, what's going on at this point? Why yeah. doesn't everyone want to travel to make a movie? Maybe they don't want to travel to make this, this movie, yeah. hardcore. We're going to live in the jungle, yeah. we're intense, and and uh, they might have been right yeah, not yeah, to yeah, not yeah, to yeah, get yeah. involved in this. But uh, but yeah, later down the line, Universal is like Shider is is our guy at the mm. moment. He's mm. going to do Jaws too. This is going to be his thing. Uh, you've worked with him before, and eventually he was like, yeah, fine, fine, and yeah. But also like. All of the actors, all of the main characters in this were not Freakin's first choice, apart from, uh, I believe it's called Amadou. Amadou, yeah, yeah. Who, is, who plays the um, the Palestinian mm-hmm. uh, terrorist. Mm-hmm. and uh, But everyone else had to be replaced. Um, the French actor was replaced by another, I think it was Italian actor, was replaced because he was married to Catherine Deneuve. Oh, that's right, yeah. Who had just had a child and was like, you're not fucking off for six months. Yeah. When you've got this baby here, you're not leaving me with this. Uh, how dare you? And he's like, "Sorry, it's Catherine Deneuve." Mm. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I don't think I could say no to Catherine Deneuve, especially in that era of sure. of, yeah, of, yeah. of of her her work. Uh, even in even in fucking um, the Hunger, she's absolutely stunning as well. And you know, and that's a few years on from this. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, not not all of these were his first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of at this point, he was like, right, we'll just I'll deal with with all the actors I've got, everything that I've got. Let's go for it again. We've not talked about the plot, but I'll just do briefly what the plot is about. Again, sure. fa- fairly concise. I couldn't explain it the other day to Math when we were talking about it because yep. my brain just fell out. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a very um, it's three acts, isn't it? So I think yeah. you can really easily break it into those three acts but it's mm. not three even acts no. in terms of time or or amount of plot i suppose but yeah and in a sense but it's linear it's quite easy to follow yeah and we'll get into the kind of editing of some of this mm. stuff later as mm. well so that's quite interesting so uh it is basically there are four different men 
all from different backgrounds of criminality. Mm -hmm. They're all in trouble. They all run away to this small South American town, wherever it may be. Yeah, there's like a fix-it. In one of the stories, we see a fix-it guy helps arrange it. So let's assume Mm. this is a place where all criminals around the world, it appears, are sent to hide out. It's where people can kind of disappear and and go under the radar and and a lot of the time not very successfully either. Um, Lots of pensive... Yeah, and looking at each other pensively. Yeah, like in this mm, movie. I don't trust you. Yeah, mm, yeah. I don't trust you. Mm, well, I don't trust you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of men not trusting each other. Um, but yeah, so we find all these men are doing a desperate situation. There is nearby. There is an American oil company. Yeah. There has been a, an accident. The oil rig is set on fire. They require explosives to be taken to this oil file to put it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These men are then hired to be truck drivers and to carry dynamite to this uh, oil fire to mm. put out the flames. It's the yeah. only way to do it. 218 kilometers. Yes, through very, yeah. very, very treacherous yeah. terrain. Uh, again, we'll get into more of that as as it progresses. But like the the sticking point for this story is that the the dynamite has not been turned over so mm. the yeah, nitro it's all degraded isn't yeah, it yeah it's all degraded it's it's leaking wet and, and leaking mm. and it's it's not good dynamite and um, because it's been leaking it's leaking nice nitroglycerin mm. and any kind of violent act or movement or vibration is going to set it all off mm-hmm, and it'll mm-hmm. explode so the whole tension and risk and, uh, and everything to do with the film is about getting this very delicate thing mm. through this te- treacherous terrain and not having it go off. And that is what the characters are in. But when they eventually, if they eventually make it, they will be paid very, very handsomely mm-hmm. and be able to live their lives and go back or yeah. sort out whatever problems they have. They've got to, you know, they're given in this descent into hell, they're given just a little bit of hope. And, yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. just a, and then they're given a little bit more, it's taken away. It makes the hell all the more damning than that hope's <laughs> taken away, just as it's given. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the basis for the plot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and yeah. Uh, so we were talking about casting. Mm. Um, so this is not a remake, not a remake of Wages of another Fear. movie. I suppose. Yeah. So no. so there's a film called Wages of Fear, which mm-hmm. is basically the same premise. Is yeah. men carrying these this leaking dynamite nitroglycerin to an oil fire to put it yeah, out. Yeah. However, Freakin says this is an adaptation of the novel, the original novel of Wages of Fear, yeah. because the characters are very different. So Yeah. And Wages of Fear is all about the interactions for the characters, isn't it? Whereas here we're much more about, I guess, the interactions with the environment or the environment mm. itself mm. being a fifth character, being the thing that they have to overcome. So I think yeah I've actually never seen Wages of Fear. So Neither I have I. Neither have I. I can't compare. Yeah. Apparently, the the characters are much more kind of square-jawed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. heroic yeah. figures. Um, no the, heroes here. Yeah. Yeah. There's no hero. No. <laughs> not, not, a, not a single hero <laughs> in and any form. Arguably, not anybody particularly likable. And mm. I don't mean that critically. I think that can be a problem in, in some filmmaking. Sure. Here, I, sure. I don't think it matters because I think you know enough about the characters and you are invested enough in the journey perhaps you somewhat hope they will learn from this and will mm. come out the other side maybe that's what we're going for but here i don't think it matters the characters are unlikable yeah not at all again i think it's that i think it's some somewhat what we talked about with after hours and, mm. and into the night it's kind of i think you you relate to the situation yes yeah yeah that's good and you identify it. with the situation 
Well, but not but literally. No, not yeah. quite. No, I mean, I I wouldn't want to put myself in this situation. <laughs> but I have never carried it. But you could. You could. Dynamite, no, but. no. Um, you know, I've had some. I've been in some very unstable situations. Sure. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Mental phases, probably. But yeah, I, I think I can. I think you can. You you understand that. Like you get it. Yeah. You, you get it, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. go. You can put yourself in those shoes, and I think that's what the film does very well. Oh, brilliant! Is yeah, that yeah. is that you are like just as tense as the drivers of these trucks. Yeah, there's a tangible nature oh. to this movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That just it, it can't be recreated. No, I don't th- I don't think so. It's there's just something about the editing, the the music, the timing, the performances. I mean, uh, if this got remade again, which no doubt may sure, may happen, sure. of course, we're looking at CGI, we're looking at special effects, which probably will look really good, hmm. but there won't be that in the place sense i can't think i'm trying to give a different word to tangible but there won't mm. be that that tangible sense there won't be that sense of place of realism of mm. it just it wouldn't translate no absolutely not absolutely not so um and another thing um do you know what the working titles were for this film no um not I, wages of fear I not wages of fear didn't want to call it wages no, of fear because he, it's not a remake again he he's a big fan of the novel He's a big fan of the the original film. Mm-hmm. He visited the novelist because he had the rights. So mm-hmm. he went over and he said, I really love your book. I want to do a new film. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he said, and he went, he went yeah, sure. Uh, you're William Friedkin. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In the 70s. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. You're a superstar. You're the exorcist guy, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and that comes with something. I'll talk about something later where being the guy who, who made the exorcist also comes with some negative aspects as sure. well. Um, so he was like, and he also said he didn't like the original film. Mm, interesting. Which is okay. interesting. Um, so he was like, he wasn't a fan of that original film. So he's like, yeah, please remake it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please remake it. Not a remake. It's an adaptation. Um, and he... He then speaks as well to the director. He doesn't need to speak to the director the mm-hmm, first time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. But as a as a courtesy, he goes yeah. up and says, "By the way, you know, I've, I don't owe you any money. I don't. I don't have to buy the rights off you. But I want to speak to you and talk to you about your film, mm. and that I'm going to do my version of that. The character is going to be totally different. It's just the scenario is going to be the same, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to give it a new title, of course. But the original titles were either uh, this one I love." Ball breaker. Oh, I did read that actually. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And dynamite. Um, not as good. No, I, I think ball, say, ball, ball breaker bre- is not a sellable title, no. is it? I, I think it might be more describing William Friedkin, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think he's more of the the ball breaker of that. But I, I don't know. There's something about ball breaker I quite like. Yeah, sure. But I guess it's it's hard. I think I think that's what. And and again, we'll get into that. But I think that might be one of the the problems with the selling of the mm. film is that there was stuff going on at the time and other films coming out that might have affected it. Um, Ball Breaker sounds exploitative, which I don't mm. think sums this film up. No, Dynamite could be. You know, I'm sure there was some black exploitation movies with like dynamite in yeah. the title. Yeah, that yeah. was like kind of a phrase was like dynamite. Yeah, things are dynamite. So yeah, I guess I guess that could be. Yeah, I, d- I don't know if I I love those. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if Wages of Fear would have been that that. No, not not really any better either. Yeah, again, like yeah, and. Uh, I think I think there are there probably is a better title for it. I mm-hmm. I, I I could probably spend all night trying to think of one. Nihilism, the movie. I mean, <laughs> the fates. Yeah, absolutely. leave it yeah, up yeah. to the fates, or something like that, or or fucking hard trucking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Again, but well, that with the fucking is going to be a hard sell on hard, a poster. Hard but... trucking, hard fucking. Yeah. <laughs> That would be, that would be that's the that's the 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 tagline for my film, hard trucking and hard fucking. 
Um, what was his name? Yeah, uh, it's Marcello uh, Mastriani was the, was the man who was ma- married to Catherine Deneuve. Mm, so he was okay. going to play the the French character. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, who they ended up with is not absolutely. an issue. Oh, Everyone is not. fantastic. Well, well, you say that, you say that, but the, the the studios at the time they did a screening, and they were like, a lot of foreign names in the yeah. credits. <laughs> funny that because he's from france yeah he's from france he's from palestine he's, he's palestinian yeah you know and it's like and he's italian um Was he, is he cuban cuban maybe guy, yeah it could be could yeah. be actually yeah um but i think the, the actor might be italian sure maybe. okay but anyway um whatever the case the, the they were like oh i don't know if we can sell this because it's it's got this international flavor mm. and, and they're like this and they're like i, I mean they <laughs> they didn't say international flavor. I said international flavor. Sure. They probably yeah. used some other words. Yeah, yeah. Um, some less PC words. And Freakin went, you know what? Why don't you pay them to change their names? Sure. Okay. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah. sure they'll do it. For yeah, this yeah, film, they'll, yeah. they'll be Call them Joe Smith. <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever you want. And like, and uh, and yeah, they did not do that in the end. <laughs> no. They're all people who like have faces. I they know do. that sounds stupid. They do have faces. I know, but I know what you mean as well. But... <laughs> You know, nowadays we cast models sure. looking. Everybody's a model good-looking. Yeah. And, you know, it's the nice. C- to, the CW. Yeah, it's nice to look at good-looking sure. people for everyone. But these people will have, like, faces. And you like, I can see them in my mind now mm. as I'm talking about it. And they all have, like, really, like, clear expressions. And, yeah, I think everyone in this is fantastic. I do. I, th- I think the casting actually turned out yeah, yeah really yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, I like Nilo, who's the assassin. Yeah. Um, Ironically, look- Amadou is... He's not bad, but of the four ostensible leads, he's probably the weakest. But his I think he's got the least development. I think. Yeah, he's got the least to do as a character, really. And yeah, it doesn't yeah. Do- they don't really do no. They don't amadou much with him. Way. Oh yeah. Um, Are you going to put a little ding ding ding? <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Just like zing. Um, yeah, so this, yeah. So the characters will. will we open with the vi- vi- the vignettes. Um, yeah. So there's each character has like a kind of an intro. They're and kind really of, interesting. They are, and and again, I was saying to this this to you the other day when the the film opens. I I imagine I remember this taking a lot longer mm-hmm. to get going mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the to that point. Um, and it is about the halfway point where the the trucks start the journey. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. So literally, roughly. the second hour is yeah. the, is the journey. Is yeah. the journey. Uh, and then we've got, like you said, the the third act is is the living in the in the hell yeah. of this South American, you know, with under a fascist kind of dictatorship, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm. with this dodgy American company trying to hire all the workers and everything. Um, and then we have again the last act is just the the trucks traveling yeah. to the oil fire to put it out um and we have nilo who's the um assassin mm-hmm. he, he's got the short all the vignettes get slightly longer each one you see mm-hmm. so he just assassinates a guy and is on the run um then amadou's character is uh disguised as uh, an israeli mm-hmm. sets a bomb off uh and then he's on the run yeah um, the whole the, crew gets killed or yeah they get shot and, and captured yeah and he, he manages to like jump out of a window or something or a, a hole in the wall or something yeah and we and then we also get the French character. I forget his name, or um, I'll let you. I'll let you look that up in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, so um, and he's being done for fraud. Yes. Yeah. So he's a uh, he's fraudulent. He's got a business partner. He's got a wife. You know, it's his birthday. He gets a watch, but he's like he's like. This is like one day before he goes into prison. Basically. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's got like, oh, twenty-four hours to resolve this. Pay this money off, and we'll yeah. forget it. 
but and he's like it's fine it's fine he's like we should I be think in it's 15 prison. million or something yeah like, something ridiculous like proper like, in the 70s yeah yeah which is a lot but <laughs> yeah he's been he's been very silly with his money yeah man's on i've just yeah. looked up man's ah man's on yeah. yeah that's it um also everyone has two names in this which is yeah confusing hard to keep track of because they have their vignette name yeah have their invented name once they get yes to, yeah um, uh, dominguez yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, you don't, you don't look <laughs> South American. Jose Dominguez, it doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe you should have thought about that. Yeah. Mm, uh, anyway, but uh, but yeah, we we have him and then his business partner is like a rich dad mm, who is mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to get him to bail us out. You've got to get him to bail us out. And then I think this was the one vignette I kind of forgot out, sure. of, out of all of them because yeah. I think it's the least. It's the least dramatic, yeah, yeah. The least violent, the least, yeah. you know, it's still pretty violent. Because um, the business partner, he was like, he speaks to it. You've got to speak to your dad again. Mm. You've got to do this. He's out with his wife and he's about to leave and he, he keeps the engraved watch. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's reading a book about, you know, you know who, who everyone is and people are like. Uh, she's writing a book, I think it is, and she's yeah. talking about these characters that are not really, you know, not just a soldier. We're not, you know, you know. There's no. I think it, it kind of sets the stage a little bit for this for the kind of characters. Yeah, we meet everyone's not just one thing. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Very. You know, these villains are not quite heroes. Not quite yeah. villains. That you know, they're just people that mm-hmm. have made some bad choices, and and that's yeah. where they find themselves, and they're trying to get out of it, uh, in spite of the the overriding, you know, sense of of looming fate that, that oh, awaits for them. Um, Doomfield is the Doom. way can describe this. Not that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, you know, no, no. Is, no spoilers. No spoilers. This without um, having the end spoiled. But I don't know whether you were aiming to not spoil it. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see it. We'll see how long we can get away with not spoiling <laughs> it. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. But but if you, I would recommend this. Jack would recommend oh, this heavily. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just a heavy sense of portent all the way through, isn't it? Like you, yeah. as you said, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. When is it going to happen? And mm. then, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so brilliant. Good. So good. But uh, but yeah, and we yeah, he, his uh, business partner. Um, he asks his dad again, and he's like, "Dad's not going to help us. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be." Um, and then he, it's like, it's, it, "We're just going to jail." He says something like, "He wants us to take responsibility." Yeah, for that's our decisions. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all on us now. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, why is why is, why have you got the rich dad, and it's me who's going <laughs> to take the brunt of this?" And then the the guy with the rich dad shoots himself in the face in in this car right yeah. after he he's like, "No, I'm, I don't want to go to jail." Um, and then and then the fr- then uh, Manon was it Manon Man. Man's on, I think. Man's yeah, on. Yeah. He just just takes it. Just starts running. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. He's like, tell my wife I won't be back. Bye. Yeah. And just starts running. And then we um and then we get uh Shadi's character, Roy Shadi's mm-hmm. character, who's an Irish mobster yeah. who steal from a, a Catholic church. And then you get that classic line where like uh, in most in most gangster movies where it's like, Do you know whose money this is? Mm-hmm. You get all of that. And uh and it's it's during like a, a wedding or something, yeah. isn't it? It's in the back room, they're doing all the, the counting and stuff and they rob him. And then it's like very very Irish or sort of Irish or American Irish yeah uh, gangsters. Apparently, one of them was a real gangster. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, it's the main the driver, guy, isn't it? Yeah, the driver. No, guys are the driver. Schneider's driver driving the. Yes, guys that's right. Yeah, the the lead guy, the blonde yeah. guy. He's yeah, he's the one who has the gun pointed at him and stuff. But yeah. they have a horrible car crash. They all die. Uh, but Schneider gets away mm-hmm. without without any money, and he has to go into hiding. Speaks to his friend who knows how to get him into hiding. Yeah, gives him three grand or something. I yeah, think. he's like, oh, no, Schneider says I've got three grand yeah, saved yeah. up. Oh, that's just funny enough. That's just enough to help you out. Oh, what a what a coincidence! <laughs> I need oh. exactly that three grand, and I can probably help you out. <laughs> We've done it. We've done it. Um, so yeah, and and then we again they're living in this kind of I don't know, kind of like almost like Brazilian kind of favelas. Almost like it's like 
houses yeah. on top of houses and huts and yeah it made me think of like um like a youth hostel yeah or like a traveling i mean not yeah. a good one no like a like a the, the just, prison is much worse as well yeah absolutely yeah i mean it is it is a prison isn't it i yeah. mean that is how it's yeah. been styled it's all you know having been through a tough murder today mm-hmm. um absolutely the streets are just mud the room is just a steel bed with a thin yeah, mattress and it's water coming through the yeah, roof tons of people all packed into rooms yeah. it had that sense of like you know in a horror movie when you go mm. to a different country and you think you're going to a nice hotel and you end up in this hostel and mm. maybe Eli Roth's hostel actually no. yeah, you know what's going to happen to you there so yeah it, it, I mean beautiful production design but oh, not yeah. a place you'd want to live in no and I, I think he he picked that place specifically mm. for for mm. the production as well um, but I think I think that's a good time to actually talk about the production itself I yeah. think so so let's move on um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the actual production so as you would imagine, it's all practical. Everything was sets, was in a jungle. Mm. I believe all the actors were actual the drivers of the trucks for most of the shots. So if there is mm. a shot of them in a truck, they are driving the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's four characters, as we've explained, but it's only two trucks, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a that's pair correct. per yeah. truck so they can share the driving. And the stories, which I'm sure you've got in detail <laughs> and that I read over for, the things that went wrong are these classic kind of stories which you have no control over. Mm. But because they were aiming on making everything as practical, as real as possible, it does, for us as a viewer now, give us that sense of true danger. For the actors, it gave them a sense of true danger. It sounds Mm. like an injury. I think everyone got serious injuries, which has ultimately resulted in a wonderful product. But um, yeah, the the issues they face almost from day one of illness and malaria. Yeah, yeah. Certain members of the crew were forced to leave the country because they were found with drugs and the famous bridge tune, I don't know how much, how quickly we want to get there, but the famous yeah. bridge tune, which is used on the the poster and, mm. and the cover was dangerous anyway. But mm. then when they had to factor in creating fake rain and a fake storm, because there'd been a drought, I believe in, mm. in the Dominican Republic. So they moved to Mexico. Yep. The drought followed them there. Mm. Maybe, maybe this is Freakin's curse because of the exorcist. I don't know. Mm, maybe, um, maybe. But yeah, God so, didn't so, want that film made. No, absolutely. So, I mean, they were dogged by problems that they, mm. that perhaps some of them, they could have, foreseen or they could have avoided but because he wanted that sense of realism mm. some of them and what can you do you're in a country at a time where it's rain season mm. and it doesn't rain mm. i mean there's not a lot you can do about that no true the the guy who ran universal um strangely um i, I know at the moment we're talking about in in the in the uh in the real world mm. we're, we're having a lot of issues with uh Actors are on strike, writers are yeah, on strike, yeah, yeah. and and they and quite and just today, some of the millionaires who are are going, oh, these people on strike, they don't know what they're, they don't know they've been born, oh, they don't, you know, I'm, I'm making billions, but you know, it's not realistic to pay you the right amount of money, mm. and people are, it's getting very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Perlman even said, you know, you know, I, I, one of them said apparently they, it, you know, they can just lose their house, they should lose their house if they're not going to work, right? Yeah, and Ron Perlman's like, there's a lot of ways you can lose your house. <laughs> <laughs> by the way right yeah yeah don't, don't and, it, and again it's not just paying your bills yeah 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 there's uh so he's, he's implying that don't fuck with the people which yeah. i'm kind of behind yeah, yeah um i wouldn't mess with Ron viva Bill. la revolution eh? hell boy hell boy <laughs> he's gonna bring you hell um, zing. but yes the uh so it's paramount head uh charlie blue dawn sure i, I want to say bloodhorn but it's blue dawn okay um 
he had huge financial interests mm. in the Dominican Republic. Oh, okay, funny that. So, so he could, you know, he could, you know, grease some palms mm-hmm. and arrange things and have things done. Um, he owned, I think, a lot of the. Uh, was it oil fields or cornfields or some, something out okay. there um, that was like, it was like a big, like he owned most of mm. that. So that he had like a, a certain interest in the mm-hmm. Dominican Republic. So when, when Friedkin was like, yeah, well, let's try the Dominican Republic. He's like, perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what I can do. I, I know how to help that. So, so yeah, so that, that change. Um, what you were saying was that this, this bridge, like we'll talk about the bridge scene. So they build it for a start. For a start, it's yeah. real. It's it's yeah. a it's a working bridge. It's over a running river. So it's a real steel river. in the middle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But on the outside, they make it to kind of have wooden planks and be mm. rickety on the outside of the, the actual bridge. Mm. And then the suspension parts, I think, were steel cables, but they hid them under yeah, ropes. Yeah. But they built weak sections and mm. they built a tilting mechanism, didn't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like they were safety conscious. I think I believe they attached the trucks to the bridge for the moments when mm. you really see it swaying. So they were thinking about people's safety. Oh, absolutely. And and, mo- and all as the- much as people, anybody did in the seventies. Yeah, all the, all the close up shots of the actors, like you said, are in the trucks. But mm. but the, any far away shots on that bridge are, are stunt people for the most part, unless yeah. you can see like the actor's face clearly. Mm-hmm. It's a stunt, you know. The, the like you said, the famous poster scene where the truck is tripping mm. is 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 drifting way over, and you think, "Fuck, it's gonna <laughs> fall." Yeah. And the guy's kind of reaching out to the sky and like over here, come this way. And, yeah. Um, so when one's driving, the other the is guy gets yeah. out is guiding and just slightly ahead of them on the bridge yeah. trying to help them steer left right and yeah yeah make their way <sighs> yeah. across yeah it's um it's it's probably the it's probably the tensest part of the film because it's 100 like, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just because it's again it's in like torrential rain yeah it's windy and again like those trucks did fall in the river yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like um Friedkin says five to maybe eight times they mm-hmm. fell in Friedkin was driving one that fell in yeah and he, he quotes here, there's a quote here I have from him um, that says, it's quite funny, I'll find it, two seconds. Um, where, are we, where are we? Uh, no, can't find him. Uh, so so uh, William Freakin said, um, I, I can't find the quote, but it is, it's basically on the along the lines where um, when the truck went in the river, you just hoped that when it did, it didn't come down on you. Yeah. And when you fell in the river, yeah, when you fell in the river, you're glad the truck didn't fall on top of you or hurt anyone else. But you're just you're just glad that you're okay, basically. Yeah. So and so he was doing and it. Somebody gets you quickly. Yeah, exactly. Somebody gets you quickly. So <laughs> it was sort of something along those lines. But yeah. uh, but he you know, he put himself at risk. He you know the actors were like this. The, this is the most dangerous thing. Uh, yeah, we we've ever done. Um, I think Schneider said this is the the hardest film he's ever made. I think Freakin said this scene is the hardest scene he's ever had to produce. Mm. Again, I mean, I don't know where the line falls on. I, I know he himself has said, like, mm. oh, you know, I wouldn't make this film again. I wouldn't mm. make that scene again. I wouldn't pick people in that kind of danger. But without knowing that danger is there, it doesn't translate to us as an audience. So mm. it's okay because everyone was all right. Yeah, sure. In the end, everyone was fine. And yeah, and like you can, and you can see it's like. Like the, it fucking feels dangerous. Yeah, it does. It does feel dangerous. I will say, like the, you can see that the level of the water is quite low. Sure, but be, but that's not like obviously you would think. Oh yeah, the water should be higher or it should be lower, so it's going to be a bigger drop. But it doesn't matter that that's the low, yeah, yeah. how low it is, because the second that that 
yeah. nitroglycerin gets knocked, it doesn't matter. They're dead. Yeah, yeah. They're dead anyway. Yeah. So it can be only a shortfall, or it can be a it can be a fucking you know a, a pothole or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Like it can be anything, and it's just going to fucking set it off. So it doesn't really matter the the height. And I know, I found like some image where it was like it's like a poster, and it's like really high up, and there's like a big drop into this big gorge and into yeah. a river. And I was like, that's well, that's not the film, but in a way. You don't. You've got the tension already. You don't need the fall because the fall's no, not going to kill it's you. True. It's the, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the nitroglycerin. So, yeah. and again, it's and you're going. It's it's swaying and tipping, but um, it's it's a it's a wonderful scene. Oh man, um, you were saying about having it to be rebuilt as well. So so it took them three months to because they mm. they got there and they're like, right, we're all ready to go. It's all working. We got all the everything was tied up. The cables are all done. Um, the river just dried out like, yeah. immediately. Out of the blue, just dried out. It's supposed to be, you know, they checked everything, they checked the weather, the times, and everything. They were like, "This is just as it." This yeah, it's meant time. to be like, mon- like monsoon and rain season, wasn't it? And it yeah. Just everything just dried out. So it then took them three months to pack it all down mm-hmm. and move it. I think it was three months, or maybe longer. Um, but I know it cost three million yeah, to, yeah. to move it to Mexico yeah. to move that whole situation. Um, which again, balloon the budget. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to move it. To move it, and then of course, uh, even when they got there, then they had a similar problem. Mm. So they had to dam the river, I believe, to fill it up more. They brought in the, well, I don't know what the machines are called, but the machines that make it look like it rains. Yeah, and then they had apparently they had helicopters to right, a wind for a wind effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, that you know, if you know anything about the Twilight Zone movie, sure. you know yeah. you can that could have gone terribly wrong as well yeah. if they weren't careful. And this is hiring new people, of course. So we need a helicopter. Well, it's hiring a helicopter pilot that's good enough. It's mm. finding a helicopter. It's yeah, absolutely. So all of this is ballooning the budget absolutely. exponentially. Yeah. And again, like you were saying, they had to sack when they did get there into Mexico. They mm. a lot of the the crew were using drugs mm. you know on drugs mexico didn't take kindly to that no. so most of them either were going to get arrested so they didn't know if they were going to get them out or yeah. how long they were going to be so he said right we either send you guys home or you get arrested so he decided to or they were gonna, and they're going to shut the film down weren't they yeah so, exactly yeah, so yeah. i think so eventually it was just like you guys just have to go yeah i think it was like 50 crew members yeah actually. like sit like silly but i guess i guess it was the 70s so it's probably sure. like it's hollywood you know this is what we do yeah uh so it's probably that's probably kind of the kind of the reason but again like one of those one of those issues in fact when um i was talking about <laughs> i've mentioned the exorcist before and being the director of the exorcist again might give you some clout might give you some mm. you know oh i like that film yeah great 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 uh when they when they moved into one of the Craston crew moved into one of the villages um to film like when they were going just before they're going into the jungle i believe um freaking in the middle of the night saw all these people walking out not unlike the this the sequence in the film mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they find all the dead bodies and the burnt bodies from the the oil yeah explosion there's like um, a little mini riot isn't there yeah, the like a, yeah yeah like a mini riot and then like a funeral and um they're all like hundreds of people are leaving and he's like he's looking he's like what is going on it's like a mass exodus or something and he goes he goes what what's why is everyone leaving and they went haven't you heard the director of the exorcist is here (laughs) so they're so superstitious that they're like fuck we don't want you anywhere near us yeah yeah yeah. that like no way um so they all just kind of left i thought that was quite funny (laughs) like they that film still uh, you know even then had such power still holds that power is still palpable so much so that people of faith yeah yeah and people not of faith believe in it Mm. you know and and that's what he said about this film he didn't he did a film about the mystery of faith Mm -hmm. but this is a film about the mystery of fate yeah absolutely Uh, and ironically friedkin 
couldn't stop this film from being what it was going to be mm-hmm. and stop it from unfortunately flopping yeah yeah uh, quite massively yeah. um again i think i i think you could you could say it was the first casualty of this auteur error again we've talked about yeah i mean 1977 might ring some bells with some people possibly another film that came out mm. that year wizards <laughs> it was definitely wizards very popular film wizards as well yeah yeah true sure. true well i i mean um <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll definitely get to it don't worry we'll get to them <laughs> uh, but yeah as, as we were saying like you were saying that a lot of the a lot of the the crew members a lot of the um you know a lot of the cast and crew got some people got gangrene yeah 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 um and freaking came down with malaria mm-hmm. but he only knew that at the premiere of the film yeah he like, lost like half his body weight or something yeah and, and yeah he, yeah and and after the film he had to he literally had to go and he kind of had to retreat which mm-hmm. was again partially because of the fil- the result of the film, it, yeah. the re- reaction to the film, but it was also partly to recuperate and be genuinely well. It's so um, interesting, isn't it? Because I'm sure you read the same thing mm. about how he felt like he was in competition um, with Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Um, and this was going to be his Apocalypse Now. It was going to mm. be his. Like Coppola was like he, who he saw as his rival in yeah, filmmaking. Yeah, I read that. I read that. Um, and f- to know that both of them went through this kind of arduous journey, went through this really difficult filmmaking process uh. to come out with these films, which are, well, Sorcerer now lauded. Hmm. Apocalypse Now has obviously been lauded since its release. But yeah. that sense of like, they both had to go I just wish he would own... stop recutting it, for God's sake. <laughs> sure. like, yeah, yeah. like the first one was good enough. Like, just leave it as is. I watched the redo. It was just added more boobs and some surf stuff. Mm-hmm and nothing of value and just lengthened it for no real reason. Um, I think that that first film, I know he's brought out the final cut, I think, or the the something cut. I'm not sure if I can be bothered with the that, to be cut or the- Yeah, because I remember when I got it on DVD, I was like, the only one that was available on DVD that I could find was the redo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I got it and I was like, I hate this version. I think it was a bit like the um, like Lucas's yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like this the, is this is now the only version. It's my version. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Was not for me. But again, it's probably because I saw that version. If I saw that version, maybe I would like. Sure. It. Yeah. I mean, I like the- I like boobies. I like boobies. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But yeah. if 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 I hadn't seen that other version, I might have been like. But like the the core principle, the core idea mm. of that, just like just faded because we were too busy watching these new scenes. Because I was paying attention to the new yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why are these in it? <laughs> Yeah, well, you're looking out for them, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. What, what, for what reason? What does it say? Like stealing, stealing Robert Duvall's surfboard didn't add fucking mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. to that film. It was just like <laughs> pointless, yeah. pointless. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. It's just the mirroring. The mirroring is fascinating. That mm. they, you know, he felt like he needed to do this. Mm. Yeah, as you said, he wanted this to yeah. become his opus, which I would probably argue it is now. Mm. I do need to rewatch The Exorcist definitely because I, I haven't seen that f- since I was like 13. Yeah, I mean, obviously a great film. I mean, mm. there's no no question. And I think we're looking at three, you know, we're talking about three five-star or mm. 10 out of 10, or however you choose the rate, sure. rate movies. Like we're looking at three, you know, shining examples of that era of filmmaking in the 70s. Absolutely. But for him to, who, who knows, whether he was cursed or, you know, why both him and Coppola ended up going through these difficult, arduous tasks to make these movies it's really interesting that i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make a better film than him and then to have to go through the same trials and tribulations during the making is mm. really interesting i it's yeah it's there's so much to talk about with this and again we probably won't get onto absolutely every mm. facet of it and you can watch the interviews you can do the do the research um he's got a book on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um freaking himself several books i believe um uh, he's done interviews and and all sorts so um 
but yeah, there's there's so much stuff. One of one of the uh, one of the really interesting things I found was there's a there's a scene in the film where they've they've I think it's after the bridge scene I believe mm-hmm. um, they've come out of that and it's been absolutely it's like tension filled you you're like you're sweating like I was sweating watching I'd seen it before I watched it the other yeah, night yeah. and it's still just as powerful mm-hmm. and again it's like when I watch the thing I always forget who that is in, right, during yeah. that during that sequence where they're like doing the blood test I'm like who the fuck was it again I'm sure it's this guy <laughs> and I'm like but that's how good that's how good and how powerful yeah, and well yeah, done yeah. that scene is because I'm so into the scene I just forget yeah because I'm like oh fuck yeah um, and it was the same with this during the bridge scene I was just like fuck did they make it did they both get across I can't remember you know Um, and it's just like even if if you don't have to see it you don't have to watch any part any other part of the film like that's the standout sequence but I do recommend watching the whole film Um, but if you do have to only watch one scene that's the scene to Mm -hmm. watch and yeah just wonderful but um, we I can't remember what I was going to talk about now Um, no that was it the um, so after that they've gone through that they both they both made it across spoilers they both make it across and uh, at different points as well because they take different paths don't they they take divergent paths they fall out about the right way to go yes that's right you go that way I'm going to go that way Um, and again but they both end up at the same same fucking bridge yeah it was wasn't that clear to me whether they were like one was just slightly behind them yeah because they were yeah. both like you're fucking taking that route i think it's because it's such a yeah i agree with you i think yeah. probably didn't pick up on it the first time but i think mm. there's such a big delay mm. most of the time they're quite close together aren't they yeah relatively if not like in eye line they sort mm. of you know they're... and i guess they don't want to be too close just in no. case they bump into each other yeah, and... one goes and it doesn't yeah. spread to the other but yeah it, it's quite a significant amount of time isn't it because mm. when you're cutting back to the second truck, the sorcerer truck, mm. between Snyder. Snyder's in daytime, isn't he? He's mm. driving on. He's yeah, in daytime. Yeah. It's the next morning yeah. for him. He's got quite far ahead. Yeah, yeah. What? And then we're cutting back to them much, you know, at daybreak, you know, yeah, whenever it is. So, yeah, they're quite significantly ahead. So I think the two different routes got them in two different, mm. there yeah. two different times. Yeah. I was, because, uh, and I also couldn't remember if they both went across the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was one. like, yeah, I was like, because are they taking different routes? So one of them, only one of them goes mm. across. Because also like, the saucer truck had had the difficult moment earlier getting yeah. around the corner of a slightly smaller bridge where yeah. it nearly. And they left him a little note, didn't they? Like, yeah. good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you fucking nutbeds. Um, yeah. Uh, and again, none of these characters particularly like each other. No, like, no, no, no. And and it's kind of, it's it's quite a good, it's quite an interesting film because again, it's like it's weirdly like the, all these people from so disparate backgrounds, very different people, yet have some things in common. Have mm, to work mm-hmm. together. Have to find a way. Yeah. To survive and to, to you know proceed and 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 achieve this goal together or they just won't yeah like, and it. again in every like you're i'm gonna guide you you're gonna drive mm. or you're gonna drive i'm gonna guide you and they're, and they're arguing about it and they're swapping and they're like yeah, yeah. you know and they're gonna fight and they're gonna hit each other and kill each other um because well, also nilo's not even supposed to be on the trip is he because he yeah. has killed it was uh, meninguez or yeah. something like that yeah uh, who was going to be um teamed up with amadou's that's right yeah yeah and he he knew him i think they were friendly yeah yeah, yeah. to a point friendly yeah um so he killed him in order to get his place yeah because you because you were thinking i think because that that vignette for nilo is so quick yeah you could you could mistake in thinking that maybe it's the the other guy yes yeah yeah in some respects Well, because you also you suspect him all the way through don't you because we know that the Mob has hired a yeah. hitman to try and track yeah, exactly. down Schneider's character, so you and, don't. Know and he's he's, he's the, watching him as well. Yeah, like, he's the hitman that's been hired. I, I love as well. That he starts off with this all this like 
black hair dye in his tash and it, and it all and slowly but surely it kind of <laughs> much like his character he just starts fucking losing yeah yeah, yeah. like this facade is just like and he, um and this is the point i was making earlier that we get to this scene where they come across this giant down tree yeah it's yeah. like amazonian style it, and they're getting thick. What, what they believe is towards the end of the journey like i yeah. can't believe we survived that we've just got this little bit more to go exactly yeah. like and, and roy roy scheider's like i'm just gonna cut the whole jungle down yeah. he just starts like hacking <laughs> away machete, and they're, like, yeah. they're like what the fuck are you doing you're never gonna he's like come on let's start cutting and it's like you're going through a swamp and he and that's it and he's yeah, great yeah. in that scene because he's amazing just, he's like again, banging the floor yeah frustration. chopping stuff and yeah. again again I don't think there was a lot of acting that was needed to go on no. in some of these scenes. Yeah, and I yeah, think that's yeah. why it, it's, it comes across as so powerful and visceral because it's just like, yeah. it's just how they fucking felt on the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, after doing that bridge sun and yeah. doing and falling in the water and falling inside the truck. And, well, and they've been filming for nearly a year, so who knows at what point <laughs> this is, you know, 10 months of doing this, you're probably pretty tired. Yeah, you know, I've done some hard working, I've done some hard acting jobs, but I, I haven't done anything like that, I'll have yeah, to say. Sure. But, but we get to that point, and well, in the film, they find again spoilers. They find um, that the Palestinian obviously knows explosives yeah. and he manages to find a way to use the nitroglycerin. It's cool. It, that is really cool. And it's very, I love the kind of building of the mechanism yeah. and the finding it's of the right like, rocks. It's um, like in Predator. It makes me think of Predator. I know this yeah. came first. But it's like when Matrix and his team have to like yeah. down tools and they're making the yeah. net and it's like a really cool like montage. It's like it's like, Ar- it's like Arnie at the at the end of it as well. Like yeah, doing yeah, the, yeah. Doing the... Definitely feels inspired by this in many oh, ways. It's it only like 10 years apart, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, I won't, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Probably probably filmed in the same locale as well. Maybe yeah, even. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we get that moment, and they manage to destroy the tree. Mm. Um, huge well, explosion, like massive hole in the yeah, middle, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like because they're trying to figure Perfectly out the amount. Sized. I know. Look at that. What, what coincidence? <laughs> um, you know. Um, the funny thing is, again, art imitating life. Mm. When they got there, they didn't have enough explosives. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they hired. A well-known arsonist. I mean, who better? Uh, I can't remember his name. I think it was like Mickey something or Mitch uh, something. Do you have, you have the name? I might have written it down. You know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you well, feel I, what I yeah, feel. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll pander to my audience. Uh, so we so they hired this guy. He's from New York. He gets there in like days. He's like there, ready. Mm. He brings enough explosives and he does it. Now this guy's known for being. A criminal. <laughs> he doesn't give his real name. He's like, I think it's like Mickey the Match or something. Right, something yeah, yeah. Something, I got it, yeah, I, I don't. But you can look it up if you want. But yeah, it's something like Mickey the Match. We'll call him Mickey the Match for for the sake of it. And uh, and yeah, he's known for insurance fraud and and setting things alight. Uh, again, never gave out his real name, <laughs> but he brought as much explosives as were needed to mm-hmm. make a dent in that tree. It's so, a big old tree. Yeah, like like that, and that's a real that's a real tree. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not again, it's not CGI bullshit or mm. anything like that. Again, like the freaking is not a fan of like CGI. He's not a fan of superheroes or you know square jawed heroes mm-hmm. or anything like that. And you can tell that in his films, um, you know, and especially this one. And yeah, so I, I love that that they were like, um, no, we need to hire we need to hire a guy. We yeah. need to hire a guy to do this and bring all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to ask how he got through customs with all that. I, I have no, no. idea. I don't know, don't know where he had that secreted. Well, I mean, maybe this Paramount. Was it Paramount? You said. Oh yeah, maybe, the, you know, yeah. The private jet flew him out there. Who yeah, knows? I don't know if they were in Mexico by that point, but who knows? 
uh, they had enough money to to yeah. do grease some palms. They were probably doing it a lot more in the seventies. Sure, um, uh, they're like here's some drugs. Allegedly, oh. of course. Alleg- allegedly, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, I found that quote. Of course you have. <laughs> I found that bloody quote. I was looking for like a fucking prick. It's right here, right at the top. Uh, Hurricane Billy mm. uh, freaking became known as because okay. he started firing everyone. Yeah, he went on massive tire, and it's not the first time he's done this. He's starting to get a little bit mad with power, I think. Sure, and so he's a control. cinematographer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's the teamster for the truck drivers, yep. like key people to the making of this movie. <laughs> if the truck drivers aren't going to drive the trucks because the teamster's gone, you're in a bit of trouble because mm. this is the next hour of your film. Absolutely, yeah. And and sh- and shied a joke that he was he got real sick of saying goodbye to people at the airport. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like, and he and he joked that he's the only one he can't hire because he's the the star of the film. He's right. Like, yeah, yeah. Fire. He can't fire because he's yeah. the star of the film. Um. But yeah. So like, it's 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 mad. But also, speaking of hurricanes, mm. there was one. Of course, there was. <laughs> one um so due to delays caused by extensive jungle shooting including a hurricane that wiped out the set the original 15 million budget rose to 21 million yes yeah fucking hell oh they got dysentery as well why not gangrene why not just add it malaria why not dysentery as well <laughs> gotta have the hat trick gotta have the triple threat <laughs> absolutely um but yeah. so yeah um uh we've got to talk about the score yes we do my God, what a score. So first ever Tangerine uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. film score. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they very, became very popular very quickly after mm. this. But yeah, it's wonderful. So, so good. Like It's very John Carpenter-esque. Like, yeah, that's a good I, comparison. I, yeah. th- I think there's, it's very electronic, but I, I it's it's not like annoyingly electronic. It's just kind of like, wow. No, but I think because that that third act, so that second hour, which, you know, the the the, the acts aren't balanced, but we said at the start, like mm. evenly time-wise. Sure. Um, is trucks and bombs and that that kind of electronic sense feels right. Like mm. it has it has an in, industrial, it has like a, mm. has that sense to it, which I think fits that that mm. section, despite the fact they're in the jungle. And it's 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 odd as well because it, obviously it's a it's a film that's like, despite the title, it's a film that's very steeped in realism. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. However, it still does have a like a like a metaphysical feel to it particularly the very final the very end yeah, yeah the yeah. very yeah that one like hallucinatory yeah that, all that purple and everything is like yeah. yeah and he's you know hallucinating all the stuff wonderful but, location and again it's it's weird to think of like you think of like the mystical and the and the jungle aspects and the you know the the history and what what freaking's trying to say mm. cuz um the title came from obviously it didn't go with ball breaker uh, <laughs> uh, surprise surprise uh, but he chose sorcerer because he went when he went to south america he saw that they would make put names on trucks mm. and sorcerer's one and uh lazaro yeah lazaro? for lazarus wasn't yeah it? for yeah. lazarus so yeah. um so that's where the the title came from and he felt that sorcerer also represented the dark evil wizard that was fate yeah you yeah, know? yeah and yeah. that men couldn't possibly escape their fate no matter how hard they tried how hard they fought to mm. survive um and again that comes up that comes up in the film um and yeah it's 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 kind of odd to have this a very electronic like it's not something you would link to kind of the mysticism and 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 what it's kind of about but it's still it really does work it does yeah it's almost it's almost like i don't know it's 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 very strange that it's a it's a very strange and they wrote it as well without seeing the film wow okay yeah, yeah. like they, they just got given the script and he's like see what you can do with this mm. go mm. um 
again, might be might have been called Ball Breaker at the time. <laughs> um, I mean, there's lots of ways to read this film, isn't there? I think, you know, I know we're not really reviewing it as no, such. No. But I mean, the sense of man's interaction with nature is definitely being read there. And, you oh, know, absolutely. There's obviously a, co- a corporate criticism. Mm, oh, definitely. Um <laughs> And, so, and even and, and definitely some there's definitely some kind of criticism of you know South America and U.S. politics yeah, with South America yeah. and the way South America's being run and the yeah and then again like you said the corporate the oil corporation in fact in that in that scene where they're talking about trying to put out the oil fire yes um, and obviously this company is presented in not a great light yeah um, again freaking not getting on with the executives again. Um, decided to put the the pictures of those executives on on the wall on the background <laughs> to represent those evil executives yeah. of the oil company. The uh, director apparently saw it, and I'm going to quote this: had a a shit hemorrhage. <laughs> Is, the, the producers, yeah, actually. sorry, the the executive, whoever it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. whoever the photo of the guy was, yeah. he had a what they call a shit hemorrhage whatever that is yeah uh not happy surprise surprise yeah, yeah. Uh, at that indication <laughs> to be honest i don't think i would notice it was me but they, yeah there you go he's like re- i clearly was like looking out for shit like that to have a shit hemorrhage yeah uh, well i just I, I mean the the point i was i, I was thinking about was i just mm. wondered whether like again that's the sense isn't it of like that that industrialization coming into the jungle so we're going to have this kind yeah, of yeah. manufactured music i don't know like it maybe mm. that's why it feels like it it, yeah. it fits okay because there is that heavy like capitalism mm. criticism imperialism i don't know if that's the right word yeah. but that sense of a you know there's something there yeah yeah the it's, way that they not, treat all their workers yeah and it's not explicit though it's not like it, it's not like a i wouldn't say it's like an overtly political film or it's not i mean i think it's subtly and subversively making its points yeah like you know like the palestinian scene for yeah, example yeah, the palestine yeah, yeah. israeli scene obviously it's trying to say something about that as well yeah uh, and uh speaking of the problems of this of this production um you know when you're filming a a terrorist attack attack in israel realistically you're mm-hmm. you're getting your footage and stuff what do you do when a real terrorist yeah, attack yeah. happens, not like a hundred yards away? Well, if you're a smart filmmaker, you rush down the road and you film it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's scary as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Like bizarre. Like I can't even just yeah. Terror. It's like terrifying. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah. Terrifying stuff. This is this is like your heart of darkness, isn't it? Absolutely. It is your, yeah. It is your apocalypse now. Like just going into deeper and deeper into the the, mm. the hell, and and hopefully something comes out all right, on, and, and everyone comes out all right at the at the end. Yeah. Um. But yes. Yeah, but I think that's crazy. an example of what you were just talking about of the, of the layers. Like I think mm. you could watch this as like a an action thriller sure. action isn't quite the right word but no. you know suspense film maybe. Yeah, yeah 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 you could just watch it on that level and enjoy sure. it and then sure. you know you can start delving down into mm. like the, into the geopolitics mm. and into like, doing a tony farina pull, yeah you know, really pulling for that stuff it's definitely there I'm it's not, all there like you yeah know, it's definitely there the, the fact there is no female characters and no female role there's a definite criticism of mm. the type of men we're seeing in this mm. this movie and the worlds they come from and what that represents it, mm. it's all there but i think it's up to you whether you want to 
Yeah, do a delve and, and and find those layers again. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up to you. Like, you go as deep as you want. Think about it as as much as you want. But there's there's definitely something there. Oh yeah, I mean Tony and I always talk about subtext and text. Yeah, and, uh, this is a subtextual film. Well, I mean, it's not in your face. It's up to you to to look and find it. Well, like you were saying before we recorded, there is barely any dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Hardly it's, any. It's bare. It's and bare. when it is, it's not always in English. Yeah, which is which is good. And again. That's well, which probably, is fine if you don't speak English. Yeah, enough. yeah. You know what? We can read fucking subtitles. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. film is for people that can read. Um, uh, luckily, you sent. I sent a link out for people to watch on YouTube, but you, luckily you noticed that it didn't have the subtitles on, and I was like, "Fuck, I should have checked." Mm. Uh, but you've sent me another link, and I'm, we're going to share that with. But interestingly, with it's not necessarily that obvious. I mean, I mm. this is the second time I've watched it. I think mm. much like yourself, so I knew that this section will have subtitles. Yeah. yeah. But the Palestinian section just before doesn't. Mm. Doesn't matter which version you're watching. That is all done through. Or or the or the the Nilo film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because again, it's all it's very it's such a visually strong film. Yeah. Like the cinematography and everything. And it and again, I think I don't, like this should this should like have done gangbusters. I in some ways I think it like internationally at least. Yeah, I mean, it should because of how good it is, but mm. I think it makes total sense why it didn't. Sure, sure. I mean, it came out, what, was it a week after that other film from 1977? <laughs> that one, that tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny film. <laughs> that, that little indie film. I think audiences uh, were perhaps looking for something a yeah. bit different. You know, that opening section, you and I said it mm. felt longer the first time we watched it. Sure. It's not a natural way to open a movie with no. four vignettes that add up to about 16 minutes mm. with virtually none of it with dialogue and what dialogue mm. is for most of it to be in a foreign language mm. you are asking your audience to do some work sure and if your audience wants to go and watch pew pew yeah don't get me wrong i'm not criticizing we were hey, we, we like bigger fan like of star wars yeah. yeah absolutely but that is what was in the zeitgeist that's mm. what people wanted i can see why it struggled it yeah. makes perfect sense also internationally mm. now this is interesting speaking about the vignettes internationally uh freaking had rights in the u.s to not he had final cut mm -hmm. in the u.s outside the u.s he didn't. Okay, okay. And outside the US, the vignettes were moved. Oh, interesting. To like in the movie. Yeah. It was so, like flashback. Yeah, basically yeah. kind of flashbacks. So but I think that would fuck with the tension yeah, yeah, absolutely. of the truck yeah. scenes and all yeah. this and that journey. Because you have to it's, stay with them. Because yeah. Yeah. Because if you if starts you starts today, you've got to go there two hundred and eighty kilometers. You've got I think yeah. three days to get there, I think. Yeah, and he, he writes he writes the miles on the on yeah. the truck, like how many miles. And we see it? the speedometer, don't yeah. we? Think? Yeah. So you're we, absolutely right. It w it doesn't work for them. And I think the that might be why it didn't do so well internationally. Mm. Even though, mm. again, is much dialogue. You know, there are subtitles, sure, but I think I think an international audience, maybe if they saw the original version, yeah, yeah, yeah. might Good have been shout. more more on board with it. But because they've done that, and people are like, because like, where would you put those? Like, if if I, I ask you now, yeah, if you put any of those vignettes within that truck sequence within the last hour, where would you put them? Yeah. yeah. It's hard, isn't it? I can think yeah. of places I put them, but I, I agree with you. It would go. Yeah. Like, I guess I wouldn't put the man's on one in the truck sequence. I'd no. put it when he's trying to trade his watch. Yeah, for his yeah, way stuff out like that. That might work. But yeah, sure. I think if you were going to put them anywhere, you put them while they're in the in Act Two. In yeah, the Act Two, you yeah. would put them there. If you put it in the truck sequence, you'll, yeah, you'll ruin you'll ruin any of the truck sequences. In they're getting the team together. 
Yeah, yeah, the whole getting the band together. Montage, because they build the trucks, don't they, as well? The trucks are all decrepit and they have to pull Mm. bits from other trucks to make... And you don't don't actually see... You very barely see the names of the trucks as well. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, were real trucks that you've seen, real names on real trucks. Mm. Um, You do see Sorcerer and you do see uh, Lazaro. Mm. And then I was like... like, When they were putting the trucks together, when they were painting on the word uh, Peligro, Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why are they doing that? What what f- what fucking reason would they be doing that?" But then I re- then I looked at what Pellegro means, mm. and it's danger or peril. Oh, nice. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. obviously warning, trying to warn people that that's around. don't fucking come near us because this will blow up. Because you have that really interesting scene, don't you? When somebody's walking on the road and they're fascinated by the trucks, mm. they're clearly you know they're, they're with their family. I think with his wife and his young. Oh children. yeah, the the guy runs and, and he's, he's like, yeah. he's like interacting with him. And they're like, yeah. get out Stay of the way, get out of the way. And actually, it can be read one of two ways: like mm. aggressive, like get off the road, road rage. Mm. But of course, there is that, like you know, warning of move away because if we blow up, we're taking you with us. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And the, and and again, they're they're clearly part of some kind of of tribe mm. or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of, of you know, they're not they're not part not in that town. They're not workers no. in that town. They're definitely something. And he's very happy and he's a cheery guy. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's having a good time. And I think, and again, it's that you were talking about it, that that kind of the machine aspect and the natural and mm. the, the mystical. Well, Sorcerer uh, has almost like a, a row of teeth, doesn't it? It's, it's like, like a, a dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's got like those like ridges smiling. as well. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, and again, we were nowhere into the truck sequence cause they pass that like demonic yes. face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, not unlike the exorcist that has its own demonic yeah, face. Yeah. 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 You know, we pass that. That's the kind of point of no return yeah. at that point. They've it's crossed. like ra- opening of Raiders. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, absolutely. Which yeah. probably probably did steal, may have stolen sure. some yeah, some shit yeah. from this. Who knows? But yeah, yeah there's there's su- such a great a great thing. But yeah, like yeah, I, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Like I, I, as an editor, I just wouldn't know where to no even attempt to move those. No, but I can see the thought process. I can see mm. somebody watching this and thinking, oh, that's off putting. Sure, sure. Yeah. Which for you know, for right or wrong, I think I think is a fair reading of sure. that. I think I could imagine a lot of people now, mm. not in a cinema obviously, sure. but now if you're watching this, the first sixteen minutes you're like, What is going on? Mm. Like I I don't know who Who's these that? people are. What yeah, are they doing? Yeah. yeah. I could see some people turning sure. it off. But you're right. Once you get into the movie, yeah. You have that to reflect on. It's important. Like, like, we, like you were and, saying, we both, we both were like, oh, this is this. Even when we watched it the first time, we were both a bit like eh, the vignettes. Yeah, you know. But they do, they do work. Yes. By the time, by the time you get to the point where you need it to have worked, it, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, they're but, absolutely necessary. But, yeah. but when, yeah, during them, you're kind of like. But then, when you get to that point, when you get to the halfway point, you're like, right, I'm on, I'm, yeah, on, I'm yeah, on board. Yeah. I'm in the truck. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, I'm not going near that like nitroglycerin, but I'm in the truck. And we need that backstory of what what they're either running from or what they're hoping to get back to. Mm. Or yeah, it's all really important. It is I, I think it, it's vital because mm. again, you don't know who they are. No, and 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 the Nilo character especially, mm. who become you know, he clearly is a killer because he kills yeah. the other character to get onto the truck crew. Mm. So that that doesn't play off without seeing him being an assassin earlier and knowing there's an assassin on the lookout for um exactly schneider's character so yeah exactly. you need it all you need absolutely all of that particularly because they're in the truck together which is a great idea absolutely yeah i think putting them together was, was i think that that is more interesting than the other two i think yeah which i assume is a change from what it would have been originally i assume originally it would have been manzon and mm. schneider's character mm. because the other two knew each other sure so, i mean yeah. like if, if the film were played out as was originally intended and yeah yeah that's true but you're right they're the two that you're interested in because that always has that undercurrent of like is he waiting for his moment to kill him yeah 
Yeah, why and then is he, he really starts. Like, I love that moment where he's like, "So where are you from?" And he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, "You, f- you know, I'm just. You're gonna. I can't remember what he says, but he's like, don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, we're here to do a job. Keep yourself, your hands to yourself, or I'll fucking kill you.' Yeah, I th- I'd say the other two, the other crew, they have to kind of write in moments that causes mm. tension between them. Yeah. So it's a bit less organic mm. than it is in the, which I think is why we're much more interested in the first truck. Yeah. I don't know if maybe if the maybe if it was an Israeli and a Palestinian in the truck. Yeah, interesting. That might that yeah, might have yeah, been interesting because yeah, yeah. that would be natural tension anyway. Mm. But then they it'd be interesting because if they cuz if they didn't know that the one, one is Israeli and one is Palestinian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that and that comes out that might have been interesting. Again, I think this film is a masterpiece. I'm not going to change it. We're, but we're literally nitpicking. Yeah, literally. It's not, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's, no. it's still a fucking great film. Great characters, everything. But I just thought, oh, that's an idea. Mm. You know, Maybe if they did remake it, maybe that's something you could play with or yeah. you know, that's something you can do. Um, oh, yes. The, uh, the mock explosion that occurred during the mm. Jerusalem scenes had such power that it broke a window in the city's mayor's house located uh, 20 feet away. The detonation was controlled by Nick Dimitri, a stuntman portraying an Israeli soldier who positioned himself too close to the explosives, which resulted in injuries. However, after an hour, the director ordered a second take, being adamant about the previous accident. Um, Dimitri praised William Friedkin's craftsmanship. Okay, I mean... I almost died, but... I'm all right. Yeah. Let's go again. Yeah. But I guess that is stuntmen and explosives and stuff. Now, here's now knowing what we know about Catherine Deneuve Mm -hmm. uh, and Ali McGraw, Mm -hmm. uh, Roy Scheider, his wife, Cynthia, was an assistant film editor on this this film. Mm -hmm. And they'd previously worked together with Bud Smith. um, And because it was a a prolonged shoot, Mm -hmm. um, Scheider went, do you mind if she comes on and edits this film? And Friedkin went, that's fine with me. <laughs> no it? no problem. At this point, he cannot afford to. Yeah, he's like, oh, whatever. Of, whatever yeah. you want, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> Imagine having to go back and refilm everything from the start. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've been through hurricanes and terrorist attacks. What else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still ill. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, I've mentioned that. I think we can excuse him that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I think I would have been the same. I'm like, fuck this. Um, I think we can move on to the post-production now. Sure. So uh, so post-production. I don't have much on the post-production, no. to be honest. So, uh, um, But what do you have? I'm interested in if you've got any, anything um, that you'd like to talk about post-production-wise. Before we get into the kind of... the the We've talked about it a little bit mm. already, but the before we get into our own thoughts on the film and the result of the film coming out. I don't think I read or, or heard of any kind of stories that anywhere going to get anywhere near no. what production was like. No. <laughs> um you know, we've spoken about Tangerine Dream and the quality of the of the soundtrack. Yeah. We've spoken about where th- things are placed. That's really interesting. I didn't hear that about mm. the, the international audience and how it was recut. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I I don't know if you've got some interesting tidbits. Yeah, just a little just a few. Um I've only got three. So um I've already mentioned the the foreign names. Um yeah, yeah. okay, that's kind of that's more afterwards. So uh so maybe just one thing. Uh so <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, to be fair, they all deserved it by this point. Yeah, of course. Ten months later, <laughs> ill, injured, put themselves through the ringer. We're dying. An We're easy dead. post-production is what they all deserved. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so this is not really post-production, but it's what occurred after they left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the jungle scenes were originally supposed to have been shot in Ecuador, but when that was deemed too expensive, it was moved to the Dominican Republic, Mm -hmm. as we know, which at the time was basically a military dictatorship. Yeah. Here you go again. Art, life, (laughs) same, imitation. Um, The town used was called La Alatagracia. I want to say, province, soon after the film was finished, the town erupted in riots, reflecting a scene from the film. Sure. Uh, When the president nullified an election that he lost to a liberal candidate, the riots spread to the neighbouring villages, forcing the president to step down. I mean, it sounds like they got out at the right time. Maybe that would have been the final straw. Yeah, maybe maybe they were like, Shida was like, if my wife doesn't edit this film... I'm going to cause a political scandal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay Mickey the match or whatever we called him uh, to, to light somebody up. I don't know. Again, it didn't. Yeah, again, there's not much post production. I've kind of talked about that already. There's some stuff we're going to go into, but yeah, let's. I think we'll just move on to the reception of the film mm. and and our thoughts on the film more so, even though we've kind of gone over it anyway. Um, so I've always talked about the the foreign domestic editing mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. um, and. Freakin states that he his attitude throughout making the film alienated the top management of the two studios. Funny so, that when he stuck their head on a wall <laughs> as a dictator. No, right? Oh, no. <laughs> um, so this that was the same guy who had the Dominican um, oh, okay, Charlie, sure. Charlie Bluehorn or or Blue Blue Blown Blue Balls. Um, so yeah, that was the same I mean, guy. Maybe but, that's where the ball breaker. Yeah, from, <laughs> yeah. He was like, you know, I'm going to call it ball breaker after you. Yeah. So let's talk about the reception and release of the film. So. Friedkin, top of the world, yeah. coming off of some absolute classics, not unlike Spielberg for our, from mm, our wrong mm-hmm, direction. Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming off, again, French Connection, Exorcist. This is the end of this trilogy. This is supposed to be his big grand opus, this yeah. huge, huge thing. How does this go down? Badly. Very. So I mean, there's the famous story, isn't there, of the Man Chinese Theatre that was showing Star Wars, that they had a promised that this was going to be put on there i think a week later mm. so they had to pull star wars from their from their showings and put on sorcerer to which went you know didn't go down very well with the the paying public i think it lasted a few days he said famously so they pulled it back out the cinema again or whatever the promise run yeah, was yeah. maybe a week mm. the promise run of a week so it got pulled out and star wars put back again and as we know i think stayed in that theater for over a year i believe I think or for so, a, yeah. like a really long time so yeah. It's a, a phenomenon, wasn't it? Like Absolutely. Yeah. And we talked about it again in like like Wizards, for example, mm-hmm. came out around about the same yeah, time. Yeah. And again, like, like that did very well because it was a very low budget film. Mm. So even though Star Wars is amazing, it's still just a bit it, it yeah. still made a profit. Um and you know, starred Luke Skywalker as well. And you know, me and Andy have been over that. Um but yeah, but this is what I was going to say. Like, the t- like you said, this is a bad title for the film. Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, we've said it's it represents the wizard and fate and yeah. and all this. Or but only if you look that. into it and read into it. Yeah. yeah. But and you know what the you know what the film is about. But yeah, again, like when I first heard of this, I went, oh, like like warlock. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what I thought. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went. Oh, so sorcerer, like warlock, or you know, the Lord of Illusions, or actually, those you, kind of fucking magician films. Yeah, if you put sorcerer into like a you know like a letterbox search engine or IMDb, it will come up with you know actually Harry Potter will be above it. Yes, sorcerer and, stone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you know, 
Yeah, and those kind of films are in that genre. Even though this stuff. is literally the name of that film, this film, well, other films with sorcerer in the title mm. will be will be above it in the in the search results because it's not that popular. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 as yeah. well. Like no one's not a lot of people are looking for that. Again, it's quite a generic title as well. Yeah, like agreed. it's. Uh, and again, it doesn't tell you anything about the film. Uh, yeah. Again, like I said, we could come up with a million titles and probably not get one right, but there's there's something out there that would fit what this film is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and I think you've got wizards coming out the same year. You've got Star Wars, which is about space wizards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and again, coming off the back of The Exorcist, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is a supernatural film, it's about battling evil, it's about demons. Do you think people went in and thought, Oh, it's going to be a scary, spooky horror. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be another, yeah. you know, it's going to be much of the same. Yeah, like yeah, he did yeah. that so well, it's so popular, why not follow it up? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a direct sequel, we'll, we'll get that, and maybe that could have its own podcast as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Absolutely, but, uh, but yeah, I think maybe, and again, like, Lucas asked Ralph Bakshi to change the title of, of Wizards from right. War Wizards. He was oh, like, okay. don't clash with my Star Wars. Mm, I don't know that, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah he's... Um, did you say, I don't remember you... I, I, did, I said it on the part. I'm pretty Maybe sure that I nugget said it. has gone out of my memory. It's all right. It's all right. You've 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 listened to so many of my podcasts since, and it's I've true. said so many other things religiously, religiously, religiously. Biggest fan. Biggest fan. You better listen. You're the only one who does. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's definitely not true. No. No. Definitely not. There's but, two of us. But yeah, at least two. Me least and Paul two. Meller. Yeah, you, Paul Meller, Max, maybe Tony. <laughs> see, we'll see. Probably. Maybe my mum. Uh, whoever. Uh, but yeah. Don't so like. Derek. Derek, no, Derek. Yeah, Derek is also a very big fan, mm. huge fan. So, I, I do say you're my number one fan because you were first. There we go. So you came first. Yeah. So you, I, I, I can't give it to anybody else. To be fair, and I'm sure people, there will be challenges to the throne. No, that is my title. Exactly. Nobody is. Like, happy. You always, you always remember who who popped your cherry. I think. That's that's <laughs> that's how it goes. Doesn't matter, and you got to respect them for it. Uh, so, so yeah, um, yeah, not good. So uh, the. There was a a reviewer called what was his name, uh, Charles Champlin, not Chaplin. Okay, Champlin of I believe it was the New York Times. Now Freakin knew him quite well. Mm-hmm. He'd reviewed French Connection very well. He'd renewed The Exorcist quite well. So he was quite a fan of his work. Yeah. Uh, so Freakin up until a point, right? Yeah. Up until, up until, <laughs> I up, think I get up this until this point. <laughs> so we we uh, Freakin gets up. Again, there's no social media. How do you find yeah, out yeah, your film's yeah. going to do well? How do you th- you know? How do you know the numbers? What do you know? Mm-hmm. So he opens the front page. Here's the review. The opening words are, "What went wrong?" <laughs> so at that point, Freakin went. It's going to be a financial failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's your that's your ad. That's your promotion. Yes, that's, that's everything. It's gone. And he was right. <laughs> Uh, and he also had malaria and went to France uh, because that's it. Like that, he was a big, he was a big guy. Mm. I will say, Roger Ebert and Siskel mm-hmm. love the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's one of Ebert's favorite films ever. Um, oh, Stephen King as well. Stephen King's favorite film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tarantino's a fan. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other people I'm forgetting, but it's in my notes somewhere. But there's some big, you know, fans of this film. Mm. Uh, Mark Kermode, the reviewer, is yeah. a big, you know, he's a big Exorcist fan. He's a big you know all of that um and again He's i think a that free kiniac a free kiniac uh, a, fr- a free just a freak yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, but yeah like and yeah he just went it's not going to work it's not going to happen again i think one of his one of his colleagues said we're going to be like 
I think he said when the screen opened for Star Wars and it kept opening and opening and opening and opening and and you find out how grand and big this space opera is going to be, unlike anything that's come before. But there will be a lot of imitators, including (laughs) including Star Crash and many others. Uh, And yeah, so I think there was that that it was a big indicator yeah um again a lot of people also walked out because of the subtitles like you said yeah like, yeah because again there's no dialogue in nilo there's no dialogue in the jerusalem section yeah. and then, and then again and you don't know it's because there's no dialogue you don't know if it's a foreign film or not yeah yeah sure and yeah, then yeah. you go to france and then you get the subtitles because you need that context for the fraud stuff because yeah. it's not like a violent crime or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that so you need that and and then when they got that they were like oh i'm in some fucking yeah, foreign yeah. film and again nothing wrong with foreign film love foreign film but again the the american audience at that time probably mm-hmm. wasn't much like those executives probably wasn't too thrilled at seeing foreign films no. at that well we time. know it's still a problem in fact yeah actually. exactly like again like um i'm not singling america I mean, no in general we're all, yeah we're, we're all a little stuck in our ways i think sometimes like bong joon ho put it quite well like if you can get over those you know two inch subtitles you can yeah, yeah. find a world he even said one inch i think you know, he even made it smaller just yes, uh, really yeah. previous Point. tiny tiny <laughs> penises of the western world get over your subtitles yeah. but uh, you know I, I did the host on here and that's a fucking great film and that's his and again I wouldn't have watched that you know uh, you know if I if I went yeah I wouldn't have watched that if I if I can't read subtitles you know well and and again, I know there's people out there who don't watch black and white and stuff. And again, that's that's their choice. But again, I think they're missing out on some of course amazing the content legacy of filmmaking that absolutely before color was invented. Exactly. And we still have, and we still have, um, you know, black and white films being made. Yeah, you know, yeah it's still yeah, sure. it's still a thing. And I don't I don't like the idea personally. I don't like the idea of taking a color film and then just putting in black and white. Like you know, sure. like like Logan Noir or right. Okay, I see. Or, right, yeah, I, yeah. I think they did it for Mad Max as well. I think they, they did. Yeah, yeah. For, for I, Fury I don't. Road, yeah. I don't. I don't believe in that. I think if it's filmed in black and white, I also don't like coloration of black and white films yeah, yeah, because yeah. I just if it's if it's if you've shot it in that way, filmed it in that way, it should stay that way. You yeah. can't you can't just like make those alterations and and they're very. I just don't see the point personally, but enjoy whichever version you want to watch. If you want to, I mean, if I want to watch something in black and white, I'll just turn the contrast down on my TV. I'll just, that's all <laughs> sure. I'll do. I don't need you to make a version and then me pay 30, 40 pounds to have the Blu ray on it. That's just my little rant on things being colorized or, or decolorized as it may be. Um, yes, who else? Um, oh, yeah, Uncut Gems, Benjamin Safty. Oh, the Safty. He's yeah. also a, is also a big fan sure. of that. I can um, see that. I can see them. If anyone that's in Uncut Gems, I can see them enjoying the tension. Uncut ooh, Gems is a seriously yeah. tense film as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what else have we got here? Yeah, so uh, Bud Smith, editor Bud Smith, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he warned, he warned freaking about it. He said, "Yeah, I saw the gigantic crowds attending. No, this film would soon replace it." Freakin's fears were correct when he mm. saw Star Wars, and uh, and the debut was unsuccessful in comparison. Um, I've got a list of reasons now. Obviously, you could call it a failure if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think that's I think financially, financially at least. Yeah. I think artistically, it's not. Um, but I think there's there's we've been over most of them, so no big names really, apart from no. Schneider. But I don't imagine like, Schneider is is a draw. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Well, Freakin didn't consider him a star. No, he well, he's he was not, a star. which works for this film. But I mean, yeah. I don't think he's he's not a marquee name, is he? You no. don't put him above the title. And no, no, go, no, great, the next Roy Schneider yeah. movie. 
They well, actually, Freak, Maybe they should, Freakin said as well, he was like, it doesn't, like about the names thing, he said, it doesn't matter who the names are for the yeah, actors, yeah. they're coming for my name. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, kind of a little, maybe a little big-headed, a bit arrogantly, yeah, yeah. but, you know, they, they were right. They were That's kind of interesting, though, isn't right. it? Because The Exorcist is William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist, isn't it? Mm. But this is William Freakin's Sorcerer. Sorcerer. So it's definitely that sense of him really wanting to yeah. step up and be mm. his name being the, the marquee. Yeah, sales point. Yeah, because because again, it could have been because it's based again based on a novel, you know, inspired yeah, by a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another film could have easily been the you know, I think it was George Belfour or whatever is is uh, whatever the name of the novelist was. It's escaping me at the moment, but but yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, we talked about the subtitles, the lack of dialogue, mm. the the supernatural element. Um, but also the marketing, uh, Siskel, Siskel and Ebert felt that because it's a co-finance film mm-hmm. and because it's already like cost them so much money, they kind of both dropped the ball on the marketing. Right, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And, ag- and again, the trailer I used earlier in the, in the podcast, it doesn't kind of really denote what the film is about. It sounds great and, yeah. and you know. Trailer the, voice, man. Yeah. Trailer, tra- you know, again, audio, audio-wise, mm-hmm. you know, it's very entertaining but and the music is great, but the, when you watch the visuals, it's kind of just a lo- lot of quick cuts and yeah. a truck on a wobbly bridge. You don't really know what it's about or what you're going it's into. It's a hard job, though, to sell this movie. Yeah, it, I, I, mean, I wouldn't know. It's unclassifiable, really. I know we've mm. kind of landed on suspense thriller, mm, but, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, where does it sit? Well, not just genre-wise, but, you know, mm. if you have to boil this down to a few minutes i think you did a great job summarizing what's what's happening in the movie but mm. that's not how trailers work that's not how posters no, work. absolutely so, yeah to boil it down to its essence it's not as you said space wizards mm. in a in a space fantasy war yeah a long time ago in the galaxy you know they, yeah okay i get it i know what that movie's gonna be like mm. what is this it's four sure. guys you don't like driving two trucks with dynamite in it okay Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Yeah. See you later, guys. But even when you watch it, it's pretty. Have a, have a nice survival. trip. <laughs> it's it's four vignettes <laughs> with with no dialogue and and you know subtitles when there is dialogue and it's really hard to put mm. it somewhere. Yeah, but that's what makes it so special. Yeah, I, I think to this day there's still films like that where you're oh, like, yeah, definitely. Like what the like you know I, I remember when the um, what's the Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone rom com? What's that? Um, I know what you mean. But I yeah, can't I can't remember the title. Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love, yeah. yeah. Now, that was marketed fucking awfully, mm. like really bad, like complete opposite of what you go in and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what that film is about. It's a really good film, really kind of poignant, touching, emotional, but the way it was sold was like any other fucking wrong card. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really not that. And there's there's so many of those, there's so many of those kind of like trailers and you know misinformation or they mm. just the way that they they use the footage they have and craft something but yeah, then you're like fight club's another good example yes it? absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. and this is going to be a cool bro action movie no 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 no, no, no actually no. no it's definitely definitely not but maybe that's kind of maybe that in some ways is what they want to they want to draw you in yeah 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 and then it's like actually there's something a bit more going Coming on here. Cool bros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perhaps you shouldn't be acting that way. <laughs> the cool bros missed that message, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. We were talking about the subtitles. So after a while, 
they because of the people were thinking they were seeing a foreign film mm-hmm. they had to put out a, a, a disclaimer oh, wow, okay. saying your attention please to dramatize the diverse backgrounds of principal characters in sorcerer two uh, opening scene sequence were filmed in appropriate foreign languages with subtitles in english other than those scenes uh, sorcerer is an english language oh, yeah, film it's like um you know the disclaimers you get on disney plus nowadays like <laughs> yeah. this film is really racist but it was made, <laughs> made in a different time and we thought that was okay but we're not going to delete it because well, i mean i do agree with that yeah i agree that. i agree with that i'm idris elba said that about kind of uh, problematic films and yeah. i'm like i'm like I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of idris elba or like some of the stuff he's done but I actually I'm like I'm well on board with what he said there yeah, yeah. I think don't go back and read it if you re-edit it, then we're bound to forget it and then we'll make the same mistakes so so just go it's problematic but there's stuff in it that's good yeah yeah watch absolutely. it if you want if you can't handle it then don't watch it yeah absolutely simple simples uh, if you can't handle you know four men driving nitroglycerin mm-hmm. in in a wobbly wobbly truck on a bridge yeah. Um, if that's too tense for you, if it's going to make you pass out, which some people did, some I people have, imagine. Yeah. some people watched this and passed out, been sick or felt sick, yeah, um, because it is that like it's 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 it, you, I feel like sometimes that your tendons are, are yeah. almost about to snap when you're watching it. It's well because we didn't mention really, you know, freaking style is that kind of almost like docu-realistic yeah intensity yeah, yeah yeah but like you know like french connection was filmed oh yeah, yeah like that sense handheld of, you know, yeah like a lot cinema verite or you mm. know so he went for that here as well well are you back in back in uh, i don't know if you remember but back when we did uh yakuza month mm-hmm. he talked about um the uh battles of uh oh algiers yeah, yeah. yeah he was he was talking about um wonderful movies oh, what, well. were the, what were the what was the movies we were talking about uh, honor, honor and humanity. Battles oh, right, of yeah. oh, honor sorry, and humanity. Okay. Yeah, and graveyard of honor. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. I can't. I can't remember exactly. But the it's Kinji Fukusaku, and he did. The, well, I did the intro, and he talks about his favorite films and, mm. and how they influence the French Connection and, mm. and his other films, mm. uh, and that kind of. And again, me and Andy didn't particularly like those films. We can see what they were trying to get at, and the yeah. realism, and the again the shaky cam and the mm. intensity and stuff. And you see a lot of that, especially in that driving sequence in French Connection, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, um, and yeah, so there's there's a lot there, and his style is very like in your face and very uncompromising mm. and intense and gritty. I mean, it's kind of like the man himself, really. Like sure. I, you know, I, yeah. I he's very he's very brash, he's very uncompromising, he's very like he's very opinionated, mm-hmm. but I don't dislike him. Mm. I, I, as a guy, I, I like as a man, I don't. I'm not like oh, he's a prick or he's a, he's a knobhead. Uh, you know, he's he's. He knows what he wants, and he knows yeah. how to get it. And yeah, he, and he doesn't give. A fuck. He may be difficult to work for. And oh, to absolutely. Work with. As, as Hur- Hurricane Billy. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't think. Yeah, he d- he doesn't seem to, as far as I'm aware, have that. Fine, he's Hurricane mm, Billy. He sure. can be rude, and he sure, can be. Sure, sure, sure. He can ask a lot of you, but he's not. You know, we don't hear these stories of you know, what people used to say about James Cameron behind his back. Mm. And, well, I mean, I, I could. Do, we could do again. We could do another one of this on the abyss. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, the people yeah. that almost died and drowned yeah. and got slapped around, and, and then he, yeah, and then he almost <laughs> drowned as well. And he, yeah. and you know, that that's a whole podcast in itself. But there's there's so many films we could cover just on this in this format, just sort of like stuff like that. You know, but envelopes are being pushed, aren't they? So to to get yeah. to make something that can have a cultural impact or sure. can be, well, this didn't really, but no. you know, the abyss did. Mm. But that can that can be an important film or can be something which is new and fresh and different and Sometimes you've got to push those buttons. Oh, absolutely. You've got to push those things past what people are uh, comfortable doing. Absolutely. And there's, you know, and there's the, you know, getting getting into those kind of, 
you know, as an actor, you know, you have to get into that mindset. I, I'm not a big believer in the method acting stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, we've talked, we talk about, you know, Jared Leto and all the mm. fucking crazy antics he gets up to and how upsetting it can be. A lot of actors came out recently saying how much they don't like method acting. Yeah. yeah but yeah. then you've got people like Vincent D'Onofrio and, and, and you know, like um, uh, Ethan Hawke and, and people like that like, who are, who are like, this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, um, but yeah. And I think, I think people use method acting to get away with bad behavior sure. as well. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think there's a lot of that in Hollywood, and you know, and there's some yeah, some dodgy people doing some dodgy shit yeah, yeah. and going, oh, but I was acting. I was in character. I was doing acting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's be my character. You know, Viggo Mortensen walking down the street in his Aragorn costume and going for a pint in the local pub is a funny story. Sure. People are like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. You're he's like staying in, in costume. He's or... in costume. He's not yeah. in character. Yeah. The, yeah, but but then like. It, if in my in my world in theatre and stuff, if you were in character all of the time, you were an you're a fucking prick. Pr- yeah, exactly. You're a fucking <laughs> sorry, prick. You're like you're, you're like oh, I'm giving okay, it's fine. another insufferable prick. Stay yeah, like there's you, so many of my life. There's so many pricks. Um, <laughs> there's so many pricks out there. If you don't like the goofy movie, you're a prick. Um, <laughs> we yeah, I, I did I, like it. You did, you did. It's all right, Jack. You liked it, and and there's going to be a lot of people out there that do. Some people that don't, but yeah, no, I I, I just think. When you're trying, like, like you've got to turn it on and turn it off. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. For me, that's and again, you mean you've got to act exactly, okay. exactly. You can again, you can do your San- Stanislavski. You can recall things. You can use that. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can bring that. But you've got to be able to fucking turn it off. Like, um, I might have told this story before on the podcast, but I don't know. But I have a, I had a tutor at college who did a play with a young lady. In the play, she's a mentally ill woman, mm-hmm. and she covers herself in in her own shit, basically. Okay. Uh, story goes, this is what the story she told us. Story goes, she um, one night they couldn't find her, didn't come on stage, no idea where she was, didn't know what to do. They found her in the toilet, and she covered herself in her own shit. You've got to be able to turn it off. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to be, or you're going to fucking go crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, again, some actors do it very well. Even if they do the method thing, they probably have some form of control. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you know, if I was if I was playing a rapist, you don't see me go out being a rapist, would no. you? And you would, you wouldn't. Well, you'd hope not. Anyway. Yeah, I would certainly fucking hope not. Um, but but there you go. Like you can, yeah, you can get in the mind of a killer, and you can get like I know Tom Holland's had a bit of issue recently with mental health wise because mm-hmm. he's I think he's played like a drug addict or someone with mental health issues. He stopped drinking recently, mm. um, and he's a delightful young man. And and I wish I had the wisdom he does right, yeah, at yeah. his age yeah, 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 yeah. now that I you know and. And I, I, I fully support him in those decisions and at least he knows what he's doing mm. and he's aware of those problems and he's he's dealing with those. But, you know, there's there's people out there that have, have far worse and have done far worse things in the name of acting mm. and in the name and again, art is you know, art is important and it's and you want it you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist with the podcast. It's a product, it's an art form. I want it to be the best it can possibly be. And yeah, there are there are moments where maybe I go into a bit of a kind of tunnel visual vision about it and you know, it is very important to me, sure. But also there's moments where you gotta step back and go, it also is just a podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, as much as I have fun, as much as I get to meet lovely people like you and and do and say stuff like this, but end of the day, it's important to a point, mm. and then you've got to 
kind of bring it back, look after yourself, and also protect the people around you as well. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. if you're a method actor and you're like, oh, I'm a violent abuser, so I've got to beat up a woman. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, Madness. you don't do that. You don't do that. And that's my issue with with the method actor. Mm-hmm. You take it to, I guess it's it's like a, it, if you were the fundamentalist method actor, you would take it to the extreme. Yeah, but. It's not something you should do. Um, Fundamentalist method act. I know. I don't. I don't know where it came. I don't know why that came up. Band but. title, album title, <laughs> book T- title. Tony's new band. Tony's yeah. new band. That could be. That could be. Uh, that could be. Well, he, he still he wants to do the fictional bands, isn't he? At some point, yeah, he wants to do a fictional bands podcast, which we'll do. Um, anyway, um, is there anything else we want to say about Sorcerer? So I think we're both quite honest about our own opinions of it. I, I, yeah. there's no hiding it. Wasn't no. trying to hide it. No, not trying to hide it. I recommend it highly. I'm not one for hyperbole, but I do think it's it's a masterpiece. I think it is one of the uh, just a wonderful film. Um, mm. it, it grips you, and like you know, I know a film is good when I don't look at my phone. Sure, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't look at my phone this time because I was absolutely engrossed. Again, I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I know what happens. Yeah, I was absolutely fucking engrossed all the way through. And again, I think. I think we've talked about it pretty well without spoiling it, so I think we'll leave we'll yeah. leave any of those kind of spoilers. But you have to watch it; you have to see it. Um, it's a shame it didn't do as well as it did. Um, it only made nine million mm-hmm. on a twenty-two million budget, so again, it is a flop. It was not well received, but over these last few years, it has garnered more attention. Freakin has been showing it. Yeah. It is the film he is most proudest of. Yeah, I'm not it surprised. Is, it is the film he said. I wouldn't change a frame. There's no, you know, this is exactly my version mm-hmm. and how I wanted it, not the one that was sent out internationally. Yeah. Uh, he actually sued Paramount and Universal because he was trying to, you know, go around, show the film, do talks and get paid for it. And they were like, you can't do that. And then they were like, right, okay, I want the rights. Who who owns it? And they both, both Paramount and Universal were like, not us. Oh, shit. <laughs> but you, you, can't, you can't make money off it, but, but we don't own it. But okay. So he sued them both successfully, and he he now owns the rights to Good. that to yeah. that film. So any profits he's making now are going straight to him, yeah, and his yeah. family and stuff. Um, so in the end, I think yeah, obviously it would have been better if it was, you know, like Carpenter's like, oh, oh, isn't it great? Everyone discovered your film, and he's like, what fucking good does it do me now? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's standard Carpenter, really. But I think I think freaking is happy it is being rediscovered slowly but surely, and he's getting yeah. interviewed about it and talked about it, and he's getting to talk about it mm. more than he ever has. And he d- he's done a horrible interview with uh, the director of Drive <laughs> and Only God Forgives, which is available on YouTube. I don't recommend it at all because it's a horrible interview uh, by Reffen, uh, Nicholas Wending Reffen. Um, he's not a good. He's not as good at uh, interviewing as myself or any of my fellow podcasters out there. Just awful. We are also... Not as good a director as he is. No, fair point. I do love Drive. I've not seen. <laughs> I've not seen only good. God forgives. I wouldn't. I, I, I. You know, he he called himself a young Friedkin in this in- interview, and I'm like, <laughs> that's quite self-aggrandizing. Like Friedkin took it well, but he's constantly interrupting him, constantly asking about how depressed he was when he when this film it's failed. It's funny because when people ask me about my ambitions as a podcast, I say I feel like I'm a young Spider Man. <laughs> Oh, I take that as a compliment. Uh, no, absolutely. Like, if if you want to be, you can. Be, yeah, you can say that. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants to be the young spider down. No. To be honest, I think they can do their. You want you want to watch films like Necromantic and Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> and Visitor Q, and you want to watch those? No, no, I don't think so. Nobody wants to watch them, uh, but I do. I do. Apparently, uh, for the sake of a podcast. Um, 
but yeah, so so yeah, it's a it's a film I I highly recommend. Again, we won't spoil the ending because no. I think I think you can't watch that and kind of know the ending and enjoy no, the journey. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you know, it is worth saying. You know, it is an acquired taste. Sure, it isn't without spoiling the ending. It doesn't resolve itself perhaps in hmm. a way that a lot of films would choose to do. Hmm. I don't think that's spoiling anything. Yeah. You know, it's it's a film that's unconventional. Sort of, yeah, it's yeah, it's full, it's full of tension all the way through. It's full of as just quite unlikable characters, and mm. you know, we need to see them go through a journey that might not result in them, as you said, becoming heroes. It's not a hero's mm. tale. It's not no. about them saving themselves no. and becoming good people. No, it's about dueling the fates. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Michael like that. So, yes, um, I think we've come to an end. But yeah, very, very good film. Excellent uh, film to bring to the table, Jack. So I'm glad I'm glad we got to revisit this. Yes. Um, I bought it on Blu-ray because I was like, I need to own this. Mm. I just need to own this. And I don't know why I don't own it already. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'll, like, I'll get that now. Money's money's going to Freakin's pocket. So that's all good. Yeah, good point. You know, it's, it's, it helps him. Um, physical media is on the up, everybody. So buy it because your favorite streaming sites are taking everything yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so. your Zack Snyder's Justice League is going down. <laughs> Sorry, you said favorite, didn't you? Yeah, maybe not favorite. Okay, uh, <laughs> maybe long and 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 fifteen percent of that is just slow motion. Anyway, I don't feel so. like I'm alienating your audience. No, it? absolutely not. Uh, no, it's fine. Again, we don't. I don't talk about superheroes that much or, or Zack Snyder. <laughs> I like some of Zack Snyder stuff. Man of Steel's great. Everyone likes Man of Steel. I think to a point. Yeah, you're not a fan. It's fine. It's fine. It'll do. It'll do. It's not my. It's not Hashtag my perfect. Not my Superman. Yeah, not my Superman. But I think as a film itself, it it works. Sure. Minus sure. Kevin Costner. I'm not a Kevin Costner fan myself. Not. not I mean, me. Costner in the right role. I definitely am a fan. I tell you what. I tell you what was good that I saw. Uh, I think it was No Way Out. Have you seen that one, Gene Hackman? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. A long time ago. That was good. That was good. It's yeah. got um like I there's the the ending I didn't see coming. I'll mm-hmm. say that. I, that was very good. That was that was really good. The rest of the film, yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyway, Jack, you are now back to the filmography. Nice. I like that very much. I am, yes. So since I've returned, I think two episodes have been out. By the time this comes out, mm. maybe three or f- maybe even four. So yeah, I'm back in the rhythm, I hope, by now. Um, yeah. It's nice to be back. I missed my stath whilst I was away. We all did. We missed the podcast <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, so hopefully the goal is to continue on my fortnightly schedule and get through the safe by Christmas 2024, I believe. Ooh. As long as the guy doesn't keep making four films a year, as I may be doing the safe forever. Mm. But um, one, day, one day, one day, might turn up to the podcast and go, what? I mean, the dream. The, <laughs> dream, the, is, dream. the dream is the safe comes on. Megalodon. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be him. It's yeah. Be him. So that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm glad I've got that back. And obviously I could record it with you a couple of times now. Absolutely. Transport, I, Transporter 3 is coming up soon. Coming up. Yeah. So I'm back on with Tony as well, doing our recording on Ooh. Indie Comics Spotlight for Comics Emotions. Yes, so, excellent. Yeah. We've we've got the, the, the truck engines revving. We've got mm. over that wobbly suspension bridge and we're, we're on our way to... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's only it only gets worse from we're, there. We're on our way to final destination. I hope. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, where are you going to go? Managua. Managua. Yeah. <laughs> Best halls are in Managua. Go there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's. Um, I'm I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you you're with us again. And you know, it's, it's 
amazing to finally meet you in person. I'm glad you've come to say. I hope I've been as good a host as Mike and Megan were to me when I went down to see them. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a delight uh, just to to talk about this film in such detail as well and and learn stuff I didn't know about this film already mm, as well. Like, yeah, like yeah. to actually dig in and and look at the casting and stuff. Oh, I tell you what, there was a really good quote I forgot. So before, if you can find it, if I can, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> was look, look at these notes, all right? There's a lot. We know we know this guy does his research. I do, I do, I do. I don't want to I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to let anybody down. There was a really good Actually, there's a, another thing I want to do before we finish which I forgot about as well. Um William Freakin approached Robert Mitchum mm, for the mm, lead role, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. again, tough guy, I can yeah, see him. I can you see know, it. I can see That's it. That's a better pick. Yeah. Again, he's like he's got that look um and he said, despite appreciating the script, again, everyone loves the script because it was that good. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting considering I wonder what that looks like. I'd like to read that script because mm. it, it's so dialogue free. Mm, yeah. Oh, sorry, carry on. No, no, it's fine. Um, so so um, he, he, was, he asked Freakin, why would I want to go to Ecuador <laughs> for two to three months sure. to fall out of a truck? Yeah. I can do that outside my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I mean, totally fair. Yeah. I'm sure he, upon seeing it, had some regrets. I, I imagine, but maybe he didn't. No. Maybe he's like, how did it go? Oh, hurricanes, yeah. terrorist attacks, <laughs> how <is that>? malaria, <laughs> um, arrests, yeah, um, mass mass exoduses from, from villages, um, uh, people falling in the river, trucks yeah. falling on top of them, whatever you want. Uh, so, yeah, th- that, was, uh, that was one last thing. I forgot. Again, we have a listener comment. Good. Yeah. So before we go, again, you've already plugged yourself. I will leave everything in the show notes, all your social medias, all the all the links and everything, everything you're doing, because it's good. Thank Click you, on those links, comments, listen, do all the good stuff. But yes, one of my other big fans, Paul, that mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, Paul Meller, at The Meller Geek on Twitter. Um, I just asked very quickly, before we the day ended, I said... What do you think of the film or the production history? Anything you can tell us. Luckily, Paul hmm. had already watched it the other day. Coincidentally. Fate. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we can't control our own fates, Paul. Yeah. We can't control it. Uh, pure coincidence. I watched it for the first time last weekend. I think maybe Edgar Wright or someone on a podcast recommended it. Then they have excellent taste, Paul. Yeah, excellent taste. Anyway, I thought this was very good. I like the way the characters came together, and it's almost like they were damned for their crimes. Mm. Um, not sure exactly why the name is <laughs> that of one of the trucks, but I'm sure you guys will get into it, and we did. We did. So there you go. Now you know that it was based on a real truck called yeah. Sorcerer. Yeah, there yeah. you are. There we have it. Um, yes, that is the end of the podcast. Cushed. The cushed. of cushed. It's it's been a long day. It's been a long day. Uh, so not as long as Jack's. I, I I've been mostly just editing, so my brain's gone now. It's mm-hmm. a it's a long podcast to edit. Um, but you can find me uh, if you want to join the battalion and to be briefed in full on the secret balls. Swing over to Prattle World at www.spiderdanandthesecretballs.com on the World Wide Web. Review, like, share, comment, subscribe, etc. And don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle when you interact with us. Please subscribe to the Pop Culture Collective newsletter to find out what myself comics emotions and motions motion it's the motions and the oceans uh there we go and all the other related podcasts are up to week by week i'd like to thank my patrons on patreon hmm 
I am Jack's musings, Simon Cotton, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Mike Burton, Angry Andy, Tonya Todd, Tony Farina, and a man that we both met last night, Math. Lovely man. Glad, Lovely he, man. glad he turned up. I'm yep. glad he uh, he came out of the way. He did think we were punking him, though, because <laughs> he said, I'll be there about half five. And we were running a bit late because the, the train was a bit late. The taxi was a bit late. Um, and we were about 10 minutes away. And I was like, I could message him. I won't because we're pretty much there. Poor guy's ringing the doorbell, knocking on the door. He's like, oh, no, they're, they're making fun of me. They're not, they're not really here. It's a prank. And, and then we kind of literally just step out of the cab and see him, and he's like, yeah. do we? Uh, and it was like, yeah. I was like, but I, I, I kind of felt a little bit bad. I'll be honest. I did feel a little bad. But. Math, I love you. I didn't. I think it's hilarious. Oh, he does. He does. He's awful. He's, <laughs> he's the evil sorcerer of this tale. Uh, no, it was it was very it was it was great to see you. It was great time to to speak and and we watched uh, we watched the Crippled Avengers as we well, did. which is uh, a martial arts film. Nothing to do with the MCU, but it would no. make for a very interesting MCU film. Absolutely. Don't expect that anytime soon. No, neither would I. Neither <laughs> I. I don't know who owns the rights anyway, but well, probably Arrow Video, I imagine, because yeah. it was on the Arrow Video app, uh, like many other of my favourite films. Um, but yes, thank you guys, all of you Patreon people, for doing what you do. Um, your continuing donations are very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. Thank you again, Jack. Great. Yes, absolutely. You get quality exclusive content you, you genuinely do you oh genuinely do. oh well thank you thank you when i when i'm bothered to fucking do it <laughs> <laughs> i do try i try and do it more often and i just feel guilty about it but you've been getting all the early uh editions of the uh world war two month yep. and again i'm carrying on with my comic book sequels to movies that we never got yeah excellent so yeah excellent sequence of uh patreon only podcast absolutely it's a nice mix between the comic book world and the movie world Mm -hmm. so it's all it's all good but thank you again jack you've been a delight as always thank you Uh, sir it's been a wonderful podcast and and it's a good addition to this format Mm. and i can't wait to do another one so i'll have to think about what you want to do next if we do come back to this one or if we we, we've got all these different formats we can do whatever but we will come back i'm sure we'll do another one and and dive deep maybe maybe the abyss maybe something else fits Corraldo or something like that I who mean, knows yeah yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot S- we can certainly fits with this movie yeah absolutely very very uh very on brand yeah. uh but we will see but thank you again and good night everybody and uh, stay safe don't go on any rickety bridges definitely not with nitroglycerin filled trucks <laughs> no good night <laughs>